I would come for you, he said. And when he saw the wary look she shot him, he said it again. I would come for you. And if I couldn't walk, I'd crawl to you. And no matter how broken we were, we'd fight our way out together. Knives drawn, pistols blazing, because that's what we do. We never stop fighting. Welcome back to Two Mourners. One book club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. And obviously, you guys already I'm a know disaster. That quote. <laughs> I am already crying. Um, <laughs> obviously, y'all already know that quote. It is probably oh. one one of the most famous quotes in this yes, in this book. franchise. Franchise, honestly, yeah. um, so good. Um, and when we were trying to when we were going over the chapters we're going to go over today, like reading it, there were so many good quotes. So many things happen. I underlined a lot. Me too. Um, so anyway, today we're going to go over chapters 11 through 15 Ooh. of Crooked Kingdom by Lee Bardugo. Bardugo. Um, and we're very excited. Get ready. Buckle in. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a big ride. It's a big ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was reading this, I texted Jordan and I was like, there's a lot. I know you told me like four of the plot points that happened in this section and I was like already mm-hmm. so good though. we in it we All in right, it so, now so chapter 11 starts in Inej's point of view and if we remember mm. um uh they got Inej back from Van Ick um <clears throat> Van Ick can get Van wrecked once again yes he can um but got him back from got her back from Van Ick and they were all going their different ways Kaz and Inej were running away and the other crows were running away and then some bombs went off and some metal people half metal people with wings yeah some terminators and, came out and yes started Arnold Schwarzenegger came out <laughs> get to the chopper get to the chopper except there's no choppers no it's just the hummingbird and that's not this book so. it's not a tumor <laughs> So um, they're running away and they're going, they're leaving that part of Ketterdam, like the West, they're leaving the West Dave and kind of mm-hmm. going further in away um, to where they think Vanek won't be looking for them. Mm-hmm. But as they're leaving, remember they have their capes and masks on, they ditch those. And in a room, Kaz had hidden some more costumes for them. And it was like, um, a disguise like a worker's disguise because they were kind of going into that the warehouse district part mm-hmm. of town where there's a lot of people looking for work um, and I wrote he's got to have a huge closet somewhere and we'll he get has to, that. to we'll we get sure to that will. in these chapters um, but this part of town um, it's you can almost describe it as like tenement housing yeah um, and like uh, early 1900s New York City lots of yes. people close quarters looking for work just trying to make a living it's giving Um, we work real hard at the chocolate factory yes um and uh so like being um seeing this it's reminding Inej of when she first was free from the menagerie Mm -hmm. um and after that she just spent time wandering the city um because she wanted she wanted to learn the city because she knew Mm -hmm. why she had been hired um, and she didn't want there to be a reason for her to be sent back, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's not explicitly said in the books, but you can kind of... It's inferred. Like, she's doing yeah. her homework to make herself useful. 
Yeah. Cause she doesn't want to disappoint them, mm-hmm. um, which is really sad. <laughs> um, it really is. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. You're good. Um, <laughs> so, uh, she also notes that when she was doing this, she realized that she felt most like herself when she was, um, skittering across the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say walking. I don't like, no, she, she feels more at home above the city than on yeah. the ground level. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does kind of reminisce about that girl and that she notes that it was someone who didn't have the sense to be afraid. Yeah. Which is also really sad. Um, and so she and Kaz keep moving, going into the warehouse district, um, in this area, there's, um, uh, or sorry, no, no, no deeper into the warehouse district into a place called known as the weft. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this part of the warehouse district, it's clean um, because this is where the cargo comes in and out. And so like the merchants who are in charge of shipping and trading um, kind of come to this area. So it's where the mm-hmm. warehouses are. It's where all these big things are that the higher ups will come look at. Yeah. It's where the work gets done and yeah. then presented. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can just kind of, again, see that very quick wealth disparity, just like a few blocks down are these nicer houses, this shiny building that people who have nothing are working in, um, which <laughs> once again, snaps Philippe Ardugo for, yes. for bringing in real world scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and as she, as they're walking through the, the weft of West Dave, um, she saw an advertisement um, of two Sioux that had two Suli girls on it. And she kind of mm-hmm. gets PTSD um, and is thinking, you know what, once we get done, once we get our job, once we get our money, I'm going to get my ship and I am going to um, avenge these, these girls. Cause I was one of yeah. them essentially, because it's a caricature again of a culture. Yeah. They're using Suli girls as like mascots to sell this. Yeah. Product. Gross. It's Don't nasty. do that. It's Don't nasty. Do that. The only um, acceptable version I can think of of that in the real world is Quaker Oats. Because <laughs> Quaker, Quakers made the, the Oats. Quakers? Yeah, Quakers made those oats. So they deserve, like, I'm a Quaker, I made these oats, here's a Quaker on my bottle. It's different than, like, the Land of Flakes indigenous woman, and they took that off of their their packaging. Because I really wish that I had brought this up in my religion <laughs> class. <laughs> it's like, true. Um... So what about the Quakers and Quaker Oats? Like that's an okay example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's when tokenization's okay. <laughs> I thought that was Ben Franklin for the longest time as a kid. I was like, why is Ben Franklin on the, these oats? Um, it took me a minute to like, oh, that's a Quaker. That's so tokenization is okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Um, tokenization is never okay. It's never okay. Unless it's Quaker. <laughs> no, it, it's never okay. But she's like, she's like, I'm going to change the world. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from that. Um, and as they're, they're moving in and out of these spaces, staying in the shadows, Inez is still nervous um, because mm-hmm. where they are, the Stodwatch patrol eat a lot because it is the warehouse district and the bosses do come down there. And so it has to be safe and it has their cargo has to be secure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they realize, oh, because there is so much Stodwatch like already stationed there, um, they didn't, they wouldn't think that Kaz and Inej or any of the crows would hide there. So they yeah. are like, we're safe. Um, so it's like hiding in plain sight. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the, 
the poison, like in the Princess Bride, when they're like mm-hmm. switching, switching, you oh, did yeah. this. If you gave me the poison and da, 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 that, it's been a while since I've watched that. So. No, it's very true. It's like the thing that poisons you is also what saves you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they get to this like empty, seemingly empty warehouse or yeah, an abandoned mm-hmm. linen, l- linen. They get linen. to the, the triangle shirt waste factory. <laughs> That's literally what it is. It's like it has fire damage on it. It is. But you know what? they were able to go up the stairs and down the stairs and you know oh my god Kaz picked the lock to get in if he had been in the triangle shirtwaist factory they would have gotten out <laughs> they would have gotten out oh my gosh uh, side no. note on that our friends Kat and Kaylee have a yes. podcast called this is not a history lecture and they <clears throat> did go so over good. that um they did go over the triangle shirtwaist factory and um big bummer um <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. I'm really sorry. How a bummer to that. That's why you should join your local union. Amen. Um, So anyway, they're not in the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, but (laughs) think of that when you're picturing this part in the book. Yeah. Um, Except not all the turmoil. Um, And (laughs) so Kaz like uses his lockpick skills and they go in and they get to the third, they climb up the stairs to the third floor and there's like bolts of linen there. Um, and Inej finally sits down in a comfortable spot, you know, among like bolts of fabric, but it's still better than a cell that she had been in. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, she just sat at a, on a window near a windowsill, um, and just looked out into the afternoon because she hadn't seen anything for a week. Mm -hmm. She'd been blindfolded for a week. Um, and then, Kaz takes a little tin from underneath an old sewing machine and she realizes that this was one of the hideouts that um Vanek wanted to learn about but mm-hmm. in the tin was some food for her and some water because he knows that she hasn't eaten because she's skinny skinny mm-hmm. um and so she does eat um and he tells her that they can't go back to Black Vale um until nightfall because it's too risky to like for them to be spotted yeah um and uh, so she's like, okay, that's great. Um, and Cass sits down and um, she starts to look at him or she is looking at him, but she mm-hmm. forces herself to look at the city. Um, and she does say that, quote, looking at Kaz felt dangerous in a way it hadn't before. Mm. Um, and she's thinking of her saying, like, he won't trade if I'm broken. Yeah. Um, because a part of her believes that. And so she doesn't want to confront that. And so looking at him and she has a little bit of doubt because she knows that he saved her, but she has that doubt in her mind that would he have saved me if I, if they had broken my legs. Yeah. And he would have, we'll get to that part in a little bit. We'll um, get there. <laughs> but, she, but she's like, I think she kind of wasn't expecting to make it out of her situation. Yeah. And so she was just like, that context allowed her to be really truthful or what she thinks is being truthful Mm -hmm. with herself because Kaz hasn't given her enough information to truthfully know him yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that she's like, the danger has passed. She's like hurting herself with these thoughts Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, And Kaz asks her what she told Van Eck on the bridge because she like whispered something in his Mm -hmm. ear before she walked to Kaz and he looked like he was going to shit his pants. Um, (laughs) And she tells him, quote, you will see me once more, but only once. She's going to mm. kill him. Mm. And Kaz is like, her. oh, what is that? Like more mysticism? She was like, no, it's a promise. <laughs> and he's like, okay, 
be careful. Um, you know, revenge is kind of my thing. I don't know. Um, and she's like, uh, bullies, my saints do not, do not mess with bullies. So we're fine. Yeah. Um, and then she starts to ask about the others. Um, and he doesn't know. Um, and they kind of, she is nervous because she realizes, okay, I'm not gonna be able to know if they're actually okay until we get to the black veil tonight. Um, and also they all came and did this for me. What if someone was hurt? So she starts to feel Mm -hmm. guilty. They all feel guilty when they put someone else in a, in a situation of harm. Um, Mm -hmm. but they would do it in an instant, which I kind of love. Yep. Um, and Kaz is studying her closely, um, Uh. as he usually does. (laughs) And she, again, has that voice of doubt in her mind, like, oh, he wouldn't trade me, uh, wouldn't trade for me if I was broken. Oh, I was broken. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and while she's thinking this, she's thinking, you know what, Kaz has been clear about our relationship from the beginning, um, that I'm an investment and he protects his investments. Uh-huh. And I wrote, nope. Cause, no. Because that is not uh, true. I mean, he does not. protect his investments, but he's in love with her. <laughs> yes. Um, And uh, so she, it also hurts because she came out of this physically unharmed, but Mm -hmm. the torture was mental Mm -hmm. and that's so much worse. And she's questioning everything now um, because she believes what Van Eck told her, (sighs) which is sad. And then she goes back to what Kaz told her when they first met better, terrible truths than kind lies. Yep. And she's just like... It sucks, but she's like, I can live with that. Like, she's telling herself mm-hmm. she can live with that. Mm-hmm. And Kaz asks, like, did he hurt you? Um, because he can see the the he consternation. Something's on not her face. right. Yeah. yeah, that's better way to put it. Why did no, I say the, consternation? No, the consternation was good. SAT word for y'all today. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and she tells him no. And he doesn't believe her and she knows that he doesn't believe her, but she's like, I ain't going to talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. And so he tells her to rest um, and that he'll be back, um, but that she'll be safe there. And that's what she needed to hear for once. Yep. Has Brecker said what she for needed to hear once in his life, like the one of maybe three times we'll get to in this book, but honestly in his life. <clears throat> yeah. But it's um, and then we get a jump forward and Kaz is waking her up um, as the sun is setting um, and they're going to, they're starting to head to Black Veil. Um, mm-hmm. And as she gets, as they get closer, she gets more and more excited because she has been nervous and she's ready to see her friends. Yeah. It's like um, she's, she's been away from her family, her second family. Yeah. And she's just willing, like, please let them be okay. Please let them be okay. And as they get closer, she starts to run. And, Mm -hmm. um, she hears people like talking and as soon as she opens the door, they all turn and it's like, (gasps) um, but they all like are ready to fight. And then they're like, oh, it's an edge. (laughs) And they're all like super happy. Mm -hmm. They all run towards her. Nina, like gives her a big hug and doesn't let her go. Jesper hugs both of them. Um, Matthias like pats her on the back, (laughs) which is big for him. It is. And Wyland's there and he gives her a hug. Oh, my but, favorite thing with Wyland is that she knows, like, because she hasn't seen him since he's been tailored and she immediately yeah. can tell which one is Wyland. Yeah, she <laughs> That's just um, so meaningful. But also, like, she, um, Wyland, Wyland is like, she knows, she knows that it's him mm-hmm. um, and not Kuwait. 
and she's like, Wylan? And he like smiles because no one has really been able to tell them apart um, without them speaking. And she did. And then he apologizes for oh, his dad. Feels so and much she guilt. gives him a hug. She's Ugh. like, no, baby boy, don't even no, worry about it's okay. it. It's okay. It's okay. Right? And then Kaz, ever the, the businessman is like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> He like taps his cane on the floor to like get their attention. And um, they like, I read that and all I thought of was like in the princess diaries too. But mm-hmm. he's like, do, do. <laughs> it's true. Oh, well. it's um, very true. So yeah. we've been watching a lot of DuckTales and it's very Scrooge McDuck because he has a mm-hmm. cane <laughs> and is obsessed with money. So it's not far off. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Kaz is like, hey, um, we still have a job to do. Um, Let's talk about that. And then Jesper's like, time out. Um, we have something bigger to worry Pause. about. Yeah. Um, so you know those explosions. So y'all were like already away and didn't see it, but there were these um uh terminator type things that can fly and try to attack us. It's very um, scary. <laughs> and uh is like, wait, they had wings. Um and uh they're like trying to describe it to them. Yeah. Um, but Nina is also worried about an edge because she knows that she's like skinnier. She's like, come here, have a chocolate biscuit. And she willingly shares her chocolate uh, biscuits with Inej. And of course, just that's friendship. Like, like, oh, so Inej gets a cookie. She's like, yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go back to explaining like the mm-hmm. cyborg the terminator terminators. Type thing. <laughs> um and while this is happening. Inej notes that Nina is like nibbling on the cookie, but not like eating. And she's like, that's not normal. Nina has never like not eaten heartily. Yeah. Nina has a gusto when mm-hmm. she eats. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> and uh, Matthias is also like, oh yeah. And the woman who tried to get Nina was stronger than me, Jasper and Wyland put together. And Jasper's like, yeah, Wyland. <laughs> Um, and Wyland's he, like, I helped. He never misses an opportunity to tease him. So cute. Um, and uh, Matthias tells Wyland, like, no, bud, we were we we're lucky to have you there. And Wyland's <laughs> like, oh, shucks. Like, well, because so he napalmed cute. one of them. Yeah, he did. And so, and so Matthias is like, no, you were like critical. And Wyland's like, gee, thanks. Gee, will it curse? Thanks. <laughs> um, and then Kaz is, uh, is like, were they using Perem? And so they realized, no, they don't think that they were Grisha because um, they didn't display any powers, but it's like they had metal underneath their skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Nina is talking to Kuwait in Shu, and Kuwait says Kurgood. Right? Yeah, yeah, I would Kurgood. say Kurgood. It's spelled K-H-E-R-G. Or maybe Kurgood. Kurgood. I don't know. Look, Kurgood's fine with me. With season two coming out, um, there are some things that we have been mispronouncing. But more things that we've been saying right. Yeah, the Nichevoya, great. Correct. Um, I will say um, the one Razrushaya that we got. um, I, you know, he rolled his R's okay. It was fine. Um, Vasily, I I still think it's Vasily. It's Vasily. I'm sorry. I'm still going to say Inej Gaffa, not yes, Inej Gaffa. Not Gaffa. Gaffa. So, sorry about laughing. that. 
I know people worked really hard on that, but this is, we're sticking to our guns here. Yeah. I think her good's good here. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, Kuwait is like, oh yeah. Um, so when my dad made Prim, um, the government was testing it on fabricators. Um, but also, um, when you test Perem on the fabricators, like they died kind of quickly. Um, and so they wanted another way to do this. Um, and so they have the fabricators in captivity. Um, but, or sorry, um, Kauai is saying that they have, Mm -hmm. that the shoe government has uh, fabricators in captivity and Matthias is like oh well they're the easiest to capture which rude um, but he knows it from experience yeah and he kind of says well you know like they didn't have a ton of combat training so they don't mm-hmm. have like a whole bunch of battle experience yeah which I, how, I don't know because if they were smart like these fabricators can yeah. manipulate metal you have a bullet but- coming towards you you have a fabricator who can Swerve. stop the bullets. But they're also like highly academic. And it's yeah. kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like they've been told all they're good for is inventing in academia. That's and fair. so they, they, why would they believe they were capable of anything else in yeah. any of the countries? Like they all kind of don't appreciate fabricators enough. That's fair. They're kind of um, bookish, easy sneak up on, very snatchable. Yeah. <laughs> easy very snatchable that's funny <laughs> 10 out of 10 um, would snatch again <laughs> and so um so Kuwait tells them that there's a few grisha using perem um like sorry using perem shortens a grisha's life and so what because of that they have doctors who work with the fabricators that are already sick from perem and they have the fabricators on perem make these soldiers the Kurgood soldiers. So it's uh, like Okatsia. Oh, they said that in the show. Yeah. Okatsia. Okatsia. Yeah. It's hard Okatsia, to say. Yeah. Um, like someone without Grisha powers and they yeah. turn them into the Terminator. Um, <laughs> and so Kuei was like, I don't know if they've actually like succeeded at that. And Jesper's like, we literally just saw them. Like, I would say that's a yes. That's mm-hmm. a positive there. Um, and so, uh, they are kind of like realizing this is another thing that they have to worry about. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're talking about like fabricators and what they deal with. And Nina says, well, there's also something called tailors. It's kind of like a fabricator, but also like a corporal key. I worked with Jenya Safin and she was great and was kind of towed the line between the two. So, um, you know, that's why they're using this or why they're using fabricators. Um, so they're still talking about it. Um, and they talk about how they're going to do it. I just wrote yikes. Y'all can read that for yourselves. It's not great. It's, it's bad. It's very bad. It's not good. Um, it's like in um, the X-Men movies when they graft adamantium mm-hmm. onto Wolverine. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But without the medicine. Yeah. Um, Bad. And uh, so they're mm-hmm. like, what do we do about this? The council's not going to do anything. And Cass is like, okay, well, I got some info at the harbors today. And so there's two warships um, out in the harbor, but the Council of Tides has... Um, like, like stranded them yes so they moved the water away from the ship so they're just in like 
dry land um yeah, and they like can't, they can't move go anywhere. anywhere yeah um and so they're like this is maybe going to warn the shoe to not be so maybe brazen on the streets of Ketterdam mm-hmm. about trying to steal Grisha um and uh they're like well or sorry, Wyland asks, can the Council of Tides help? And Nina's like, you can't find them. And so Nina's just thinking she probably tried to when she first got to Ketterdam, which is probably true. Yeah. Um, and uh, Chaz is like, you know what? They're they're smart. Like, they're maximizing their resources. Yeah. And Matthias is like, very yeah. very smart. Mm-hmm. Not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jesper says, well, I think they found us because of our smell. They can smell Grisha. And everyone is like, what do you mean? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. That's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and go ahead. No, you're so good. They're just kind of, they're putting the plot points. They're adding to their conspiracy bulletin mm-hmm. and drawing the red yarn around and realizing that this is not the first attack. This is just the mm-hmm. most brazen they've been so far. And we get mention of that poor bastard Red Vinko again. Uh, rest in spaghetti at Venko. Um, and also um, that the the squalor that was in the book room at mm-hmm. the university was probably had heard of them as well. Um, and so um, Nina is like standing up because um, she's talking about mm-hmm. knowing who Venko was and unlike the Grisha in Ketterdam. And she stands up, but she is wobbly like faint yeah. um and both Inej and Matthias immediately stand up and are next to her <laughs> yeah and I wrote still crying um uh. <laughs> and they're like are you okay she's like Always I'm great crying. um yeah um and uh Nina's like well if there's other Grecian Ketterdam like we have to get them out and Jester's like how how and this literally is how this is misplaced anger because he hasn't fully accepted his um oh, yeah his identity as a Grisha and so he is now being lumped into this because he realizes that the Kurgood soldiers could smell him yeah he can't um, hide and, from them yeah and so it's it's just misplaced anger in that um and uh so now Cass is like okay well um let's go make some money um, and then yeah. we can all move and don't have to worry about them. Yeah, right. It's like, I have a, an answer for all of us. And I get where Jesper's going because Nina has like this righteous yeah. patriotism of like, yeah. these are our people. We have to save them. And Jesper's like, my dad's in town and is about to lose his livelihood. So I'm sorry, but I don't give a singular like F in space about other yes. Grisha right now. Yep. Um, and he's like, not a ton of time. And Inej is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Your dad? He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's catch you up on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and Kaz is like, children, do you think I haven't planned for all of this? Yeah, he's like, um, so the money I borrowed or I the money I got from Pekka Rollins. And then I was just like, what? With Pekka Rollins, you borrowed from him? She was like, I and, was gone for two days. Yeah. <laughs> and he basically tells her, I would never borrow from him. I traded Please. my shares. Um, and that breaks her heart because she... he says it so casually but that's mm-hmm. like the most important thing on earth to him mm-hmm. well not the most important thing no <laughs> the most but material I'm... important material thing on earth yeah. yeah um and so uh kaz is like where do you guys think the money went and jesper says guns and then she says <laughs> ships wyland says bombs nina says political bribes 
Um, and another great character moment. Yeah. And they all look at Matthias, like ready for him to be his, the like righteously pious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, being like, oh my gosh. And they're like, you're not going to tell us how awful we are. And he tells him, no, nah, that makes sense. No, no, he those all no. make sense. Yeah, yeah, that's checks, good. Checks out for me. Um, and Kaz tells him that he, I wrote growth on that part. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kaz tells him that he used the money to invest in sugar. He said, no, silly children, sugar. And they're like, and they're all come again. super confused. <laughs> Jesper's like, for your coffee? Sure, here. Um, and he says, no, no, no. I invested in sugar crop. Um because um i know something about the supply and so wyland's like oh my gosh the silos at sweet reef um Mm -hmm. which is an area in sixth harbor again like that warehouse area the warehouse district where they were earlier convenient Mm -hmm. yeah he knows um because in this area in the silos where they keep the molasses raw cane um and processing plants to refine the sugar um and uh them being there was not a coincidence and I wrote well maybe he should have told her that but I digress right (laughs) um and Kaz tells them okay there's not going to be another crop for a few months um this last one has already been harvested and it's stored there and Wyland tells them well my dad there's 30 silos but my dad owns 10 of them um and Kaz specifies that he owns the silos, not the sugar inside. Mm-hmm. But the people who do own the sugar pay Van Eck a portion of that. Yeah. Like um, it's basically sugar rent. Yeah. And so um, they realize if anything were to happen to the silos, the price of sugar would skyrocket. So they would make a lot of money from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, well, um, sorry, where'd we go? Um it's basically going to solve all their problems. Yes. Um, oh, there's even more they, than that. They own, yeah, they own shares in companies that don't store sugar with Van Eck. Um, and so with that, um, they would be really, really rich if they were able to do this. If some um, terrible calamity befell Van Eck's sugar. Yeah. And Ryland's like, well, my mom, my dad can like figure this out. He can come back from that. And Kaz tells him, oh, ho, <laughs> au contraire, Wylan. <laughs> um, we're going to make it look like an accident to destroy the sugar that's in his silos. But I have used the rest of the money to invest in the stocks that are in the other silos um, <laughs> under Van Eck's name. Ha, ha, ha. Actually, under Alice's name per Van mm-hmm. Eck. Um, Which is like a little bit of revenge for Wylan. Like, yeah. As a freebie from Kaz. mm -hmm. And Wyland made like a chemical weevil that they're going to put in the silos that is going to just essentially disintegrate the sugar. Goodbye. Goodbye to the sugar. And they're going to put that in the silos that Van Eck owns. Um, And because he owns the shares of the sugar that are in the other silos, he -hmm. gets paid. He's already been paid by the people who store the, the sugar in his silos. but He will get money from the sale of the sugar that he that Kaz bought the shares in his wife's name to get that money. Mm-hmm. So, so it's going to look like he sabotaged everybody else yes. for his gain. So they yes. tear him down and they make a profit at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so Wylan goes in explaining what the weevil does and how it works. And Jesper says that they're tiny and ferocious, just like he is. Um, oh. Cute. Love it. <laughs> and um, Inez is starting to relax a little bit because she feels at home with them, the mm-hmm. rapport and banter that they all have. Um, and, 
they, again, they're kind of talking through like, oh, he bought the shares. And I wrote, ha, 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 mm-hmm. get wrecked. Um, get wrecked, Vanna. <laughs> and we just realized that Kaz is always ahead and has been, you know, just his mind works a million miles a minute. Playing the longest game. Mm-hmm. And we learn that in Kirch, Van Eck would get charged with um, destruction of property and tampering with the market, mm-hmm. which is which is sacred. Um, yeah, which is uh, punishable um, at the same severity as murder in Kirch. Mm-hmm. Um, tells you how greedy they are, but yeah, I digress. Tells you their priorities. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but he'll be barred from trade, won't be able to do that, and it'll be the end of, of the Van Eck empire. Um, and, uh, Jesper's like, oh, actually there's a little tiny problem. How are we supposed to get inside these silos to put the weevil in? And while it's like, oh, Cass can pick, pick locks. He's really good at that. And Cass tells him, actually, (laughs) these are special locks. Actually, no. Um, and I can't do that. And so, um, we're going to go in the silos open at the top and Inej is going to drop the weevils in. Um, and she's not going to go up and down the silos because that would take too long. Too long. Um, she's going to have a tightrope and walk it um, mm. and put the weevils in. But don't worry, I have a net for her. And she doesn't question it. She just says, I don't need a net. No, the um, net kind of pisses her off. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I get captured. You take longer than I think for you. It should take you to break me out. Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me you don't trust in my abilities by bringing in a net when you know I don't need a net. But mm-hmm. she doesn't realize that this is him showing love for her. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's already stored. So that's too bad. Um, you guys have six hours to rest. Um, and then we're going to have to start our plan. And Nina protests and she tells that, tells Kaz, she, we just got her back. She needs to sleep. Like she needs rest. She needs this mm-hmm. and that. And then she's like, I can do this. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> Wyland says, um, Quote, isn't that how things are done around here? We all tell Kaz we're fine and then do something stupid. <laughs> True. Um, yep. um, but uh, and then she's like, oh, we're that predictable. And both Wylan and Matthias are like, yeah, yes. the two mm-hmm. people who don't do that <laughs> mm-hmm. are the ones who and who are concerned about others are the ones who are voicing or yes. speaking their mind. Um, and so Inez says that she can do it because she wants some sort of justice for what Vanek has put her through. Mm-hmm. Um, also Kaz tells them that, um, there are wanted posters everywhere for them. So mm-hmm. that's a bummer, but you know what? We're going to take Vanek's reputation. We're going to take his money and we're going to take his freedom. There you are. Um, mm-hmm. and so the plan is that, uh, Nina will walk the perimeter of the silos to be the distraction, um, and Inej will scale the first silo. Um, and as he starts to go more into the plan, Nina tells him, actually, I will only do this on the condition that we can get the Grisha in Ketterdam out of Ketterdam. Yep. And he says, no. And she says, well, then I'm not a part of the plan. And mm-hmm. he's like, fine, I'll find someone else. And immediately Inej steps up and says, I'm out too, if you're not going to do mm-hmm. this. And he stops it there and rethinks and is like, okay, how are we going to get the Grisha out? Yep. Um, because Van Eck is stopping all the ships, um, saying that he needs to look for his son to make sure Kaz isn't getting him out of Ketterdam, but he's actually using it to look for Quay. Mm-hmm. So they make a plan to steal one of Van Eck's ships and put the Grisha on there. Um, and Spect, uh, another member of the Dregs, will forge their documents um, and all that jazz. 
Um, yep. And then Kuwait's like, I will also be on that ship. <laughs> um, yeah. Kuwait said, and, sign up one more, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, they're just kind of getting ready for that a little bit more. Um, but in order to forge the papers, they need Van X seal, which mm-hmm. is one other thing they have to worry about now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I get it, Nina, but also, girl. Right. Just add a little bit of complication. Like, y'all are in a timeline. Um, and then Wyland tells him that he keeps it in his safe, but it's harder to get there than it used to be after Inej and Kaz stole his decapital. <laughs> um, and so Kaz and Inej know that like, okay, we're going to have to go in and steal this. Um, and Wyland makes another plan to use like a chemical thing to corrode mm-hmm. the safe because it's a super fancy safe that would be hard to get into. Yeah. Um, and, and they need speed and not finesse right now, honestly. Yes. Um, and so for this, Wylan says, oh, I need these materials and I can get this specific material. I can only get it at a quarry in Olindal. And Kaz is like, okay, well, you can go there tomorrow. He's like, um, that's whatever. <laughs> and um, they're thinking, okay, well, if Wylan tells him if I get this and I get this, then, you know, I can make it and we can break into the safe. Yep. Um and so Kaz is like, well, you know what? Let's let's just go for it. No one's right. super confident in their plan. Like, Everyone's just sure. kind of why the kind of the hell not? Yeah. Like, just kind of going with the flow, thinking, mm-hmm. thinking through things as they do them. Um and uh um oh gosh, where are we? Um so Kaz then tells them, hey, um, because you guys are doing this, um Nina will be the only person managing the net and it needs three people. Um, and Inej tells him, I don't need a net, um, which she kind of mm-hmm. does, but I would feel better about it. No, because <laughs> she's, she's like, a goth, like I'm Inej Goffa. I, I do not use a net. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, but and he's it's like, for him. He's like, it's for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she, is, she, she doesn't realize that. Yeah, that is the end of chapter. Yeah, she does not. That is the end of chapter 11. And now we're on to chapter 12. And chapter 12 is in Kaz's point of view. Um, and so Kaz's point of view starts at the same place we picked off. They were just planning and they spent a few hours planning, which is good because they were just kind of going with it. Um, yeah. As we said two minutes ago. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they, they wrote some things down. They made some diagrams. <laughs> and um, they're thinking, okay, well, Nina's um crusade to help the grisha is kind of putting a little bit of a wrench in my plan but you know what it's it's fine um and while everyone else is sleeping kaz couldn't sleep um because he is like ready to tear it down <laughs> ready to tear down everything vanek has built he's literally um, brick by bricking yeah and he's on the out, list he's out for vengeance more because of what he did to Inej mm-hmm. um, because he realizes like Vanek is risking everything. He has the council on his side, the Stod watch, they're stopping the boats. Everyone in the city is looking yeah. for them. Vanek is, is weaponizing his privilege to the yes. utmost that he can. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so then Kaz is thinking, okay. Um, or sorry, no, we get a little bit of a flashback to when they were selling the, sh- when he was selling his shares of Fifth Harbor and the Crow mm-hmm. Club to Pecker Rollins and Pecker Rollins gave him like 
some advice saying no one's going to believe you over Vanek. Um, and mm-hmm. he's like, he was correct in that, but he was just in such a blind rage because he had to be in Pekka Rollins' yeah. presence, which fair. Fair enough. Um, and uh, he is now kind of going over, okay, yeah, you know what? Um, this is a war and I am going to be, I have to be multiple steps ahead of him because he has mm-hmm. all these resources. I have this crew of misfits <laughs> honestly honestly but we got to do it we don't have a choice um and then he didn't actually hear Inej approach he just sensed her presence Ugh. um and she asks him why the net um and <laughs> he's like that's a great question that's a super great question um and in his mind he's thinking I can't watch you fall mm. um but he tells her oh I gotta protect my investments Ugh. sir sir dumbass um yeah because he's like the net adds a complication like they have to be more people they have to hold it it has to work and but he does it but then he's like oh you know i just went through a lot to get you back and then she remembers what he said to her and like because you protect your investments and he's like precisely i wrote bruh Bruh." idiots idiots um and so she says like you're getting ready to go off island and he confirms that he is um that he has to go talk to per haskell the like yeah leader alleged leader of the drags yeah the um what's the word figurehead yes yes mm-hmm. um and uh so she tells him oh also we should look at van X house to like get ahead on that Mm-hmm. And he's thinking I should tell her to go rest. I she needs she needs some rest um, after what she's been through, and we have a whole bunch of stuff to go on. But he knows that he'd be more comfortable with her because they're just like a really good pair together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he doesn't tell her that, and he just nods and like st- goes to one of the boats that they have, and he is relieved when she follows him. Uh, um, but no, they don't have feelings for each other. No, no, not at all. Um. And so he starts rowing them to like this little um, alleyway kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's like it's like Venice if Venice was gross. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so they're in the shadows and they are um, waiting for Per Haskell. And um, so Kaz kind of jumps out and Per Haskell points a gun at him because he wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And before he can do anything, um, Kaz hits him his arm with his cane and numbs it. So perhaps will drops the gun and an edge catches it before <laughs> it can hit the ground. Teamwork. Yep. Um, and uh, so perhaps upset because Stodwatch are going over through the crow yeah. club and all his things. And so he's upset um, that Kaz has brought this upon them and blah, blah, blah. And he's lost people because of Kaz's shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kaz tells him, hey, like, don't worry, I'm going to get you some money right now. And he puts on like fake respect and calls him yeah. sir because he knows that per Haskell will just eat that up. Um, yeah. And uh, they go back and forth a little bit. There's some schmoozing done by Kaz, some lying done by Kaz. Yeah. And um, he says, okay. Um, you know, you better not be pulling one over on me. And Perhaskel thinks that he has the upper hand in the situation. Mm-hmm. He does not. He doesn't. Um, but then Perhaskel says, oh, actually, I need the race. Um, and Cass mm-hmm. says, no, I need her for a job. Yep. And he's like, um, I own her. My name is on on her indentured. 
Um, mm-hmm. and Kaz is ready to kill him, but, um, he's like, oh yeah, um, you can have her when you find her and she's gone. <laughs> she was literally standing in front of his very eyes and yeah. just like vanished. And for Haskell's like, huh, where did she go? She was right here. Huh? <laughs> um, and Kaz tries not to smile. He's like, you know, what? I'll tell her when I see her that you're looking for her. Mm-hmm. He's not going to. No. <laughs> um, and uh, he, uh, or sorry, Kaz gives Perhaskel his gun back, but then before mm-hmm. he leaves, he's like, oh, you also might want these. And at some point he took the bullets <laughs> out of his gun. And Perhaskel tells him, quote, you've got the devil's own blood in you, boy. Go get my money. He's just such a little twerp. <laughs> he is a little twerp. <laughs> he really is. But in the best way possible. In the best way. This and is also so- important. Um Pekka Rollins has opened the Kalish Prince across oh, yeah. the street from the Crow Club. So a, um, a competitor. A, uh, yes. A rival business. Yeah. Um, so we jump ahead and Kaz is back in the boat, um, rowing a little bit. And then all of a sudden he sees a shadow that's separate, that's mm-hmm. separate from the buildings. And Inej silently hops in the boat. And, uh, um, He's basically thinking like, I'm getting too old for this. Like (laughs) my leg hasn't felt normal in years. I'm tired. Like I'm about to, there's coming a point where if I keep going like this, I'm going to pass out. Well, because they were, got back from the ice court a week and a day ago. Mm -hmm. There's, they just were running through the city. It's a lot. Um, And so she tells him, or no, he asks her, wait, sorry. Nope. Backtrack. She tells him that she can do it um, and that she'll meet them um, back on, on the island at Black Vale. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where do you want to approach from? Um, and, like, you're not getting rid of me. <laughs> yeah. And so she tells him that they want she that she wants to approach from the Church of Barter. Um, and that's where they can get the best view of Van Eck's house. And so he, roof. yeah. Um, and so he parks the um, boat near the church. And at the church, um, Kaz notes that Inej easily could have climbed the walls, um, but he couldn't. And Mm -hmm. so instead of her like leaving him, he broke into a church um, and (laughs) that's real love. I know. And uh, climbed up the stairs and Inej tells him that he doesn't have to come up and he just goes. And so Mm -hmm. um, this church is made to look like Gizan's hand. So that is like their God. Mm -hmm. Um, like the God of industry and it's made to look like his hand at each point, whatever. Um, it's yeah. like a different steeple. Like it's like this basically. Yeah. And these are all, yeah. Except this is an audio medium and saying you're so right. like this <laughs> doesn't help. <laughs> it, look, it looks like you're swirling an expensive glass of wine, but your hand's empty. That's, That's what it exactly looks like. It. Yeah. <laughs> like- um, and so they're climbing over the like hands and or like what can be imagined. It's different points on a hand. Yeah. It's designed to look like that. Um, and they're climbing over and all that. Um, and Kaz is like, oh my gosh. She's like, this sucks. is so high. <laughs> oh, this is so much walking. This is the worst. <laughs> um, and then he's complaining a little bit. And Inej <laughs> tells him, quote, what you want and what the world needs are not always in accord, Kaz. Praying and wishing are not the same thing. Ooh. And he wants to give give a little bit back to her um, mm-hmm. because he is not having a good time. He is straight up not having a good time he right now. He is not, yeah. Um, but he doesn't because he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. And so- There's growth. 
they, yeah, <laughs> they get to one, um, like point at the roof of the church and, um, they realize Kaz says, oh, we're going to have to get closer. Um, and, and she, she says like, oh, I know I'm aware <laughs> and pulls out a rope and is ready to like tightrope <laughs> walk to the next building to get closer. And Which he realizes, yeah, he realizes that she knew, um, that they were going to have to do this <laughs> and that, <laughs> She made him walk with her or made him walk with, yeah, made him walk with yeah. her. Go up all these um, stairs. Yeah. I'd be pissed. I'd be really mad. I don't care how in love I am with someone. If they made me climb up oh. like five flights of stairs and across like, multiple rooftops. You know what? You can walk home actually. Relationship done. Um, <laughs> except for them. That's okay. She can give it to him. Like yeah. if he, he had done that to her, unforgivable. Done. She did it to him. Fine. He I believe in women's humbling. rights. More importantly, I believe in women's wrongs. Yes. He needs so, that humbling too. Like, yeah. He's like, I can't believe you dragged me up here. And she's like, I didn't do anything. I told you this was a one person job. You mm-hmm. didn't have to follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells him, I'll meet you back at the boat in half an hour. By the time you get down there, I'll be, I'll meet you there. <laughs> and then she was like, on your way down by yourself, you'll have plenty of time to like meditate and pray. <laughs> get wrecked guys and he's like oh are you kidding but he notices that he's like smiling to himself yeah because she she got uh, the best of him she and that him. hasn't happened that's unusual and so he's like mad but he's more proud um, right that this he's happened. like oh oh cute it's like when mulan kicked shang in the face and he's like oh you did that am i bi <laughs> but it's like it, it is like pride but then like he has to walk no. back down all those stairs and he's like this is the worst he's like oh man that's a bummer um <laughs> but he realizes yeah i knew it wasn't a two-person job um and this is her this is her where she thrives this is mm-hmm. what she is best at um and then he's like i knew that why did i insist on going with her um mm-hmm. me having any feelings for her and getting distracted was why she got captured in the first place and I wrote oh bud mm-hmm. oh bud mm-hmm. and he's thinking I can beat this one I I can I'm better than this I'm not gonna have this weakness for myself um I can get rid of this distraction you know um I can rededicate myself Mm-hmm. to to tearing to down my, my cause yeah mm-hmm. like this is a distraction he doesn't he's so broken that he doesn't he thinks that the healing that he's feeling is weakness yeah so this is uh, love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is not trying he's trying to make it not love <laughs> but also um, he's thinking in all these circles because she's like a little later than he thought she was gonna be yeah. and he's like okay but where's she at though like i'm kind of nervous and he keeps looking around for her um which is so sweet and he's like, i'm better than this um but also where the <laughs> hell is she and so she gets in the boat eventually and he immediately says tell me what you saw um, and she goes over the layout of Van Eck's house um, and like the extra security that they have, but how she mm-hmm. got in and how they could get in um, and what they can expect when they break into the safe. Um, and then um, they has they like talk back and forth about like the mm-hmm. plan and the this 
um, blueprints essentially of the house. And he realizes, okay, this is, this is where we're best. We are going back and forth. Yeah. Um, we don't have feelings for each other. It's fine. (laughs) We're fine. Uh, (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then as they are, um, uh, going, they get back to the black veil and, um, Kaz like puts the boat away and follows an edge and he's looking at her and her braid comes undone a little bit. Uh, and he imagines wrapping her braid around his hand uh, and he's like, what would I do then? What would I do? And then um, what? And then what? You don't have I to wrote, leave. Just let it happen. I wrote, he's got a bad. Um, <laughs> so bad. Uh, and, oh, sorry. Before that, he, he asked her, um, or is he, he tells her, you said that Van Eck didn't hurt you. Tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says he, that he didn't. And he knows that she's not telling the truth. And she knows that he knows she's not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So after this like little daydream that he has about grabbing her hair, um, she tells him that he was going to break her legs with a mallet. Like obliterate never her healed. legs. Yeah, shatter yeah. them. And at that, Kaz is enraged. He's I, furious. I almost chose this as my quote. He's he's mm-hmm. thinking, quote, Kaz was going to have to find a new language of suffering to teach that smug merch son of a bitch. Because oh yeah, he's mm-mm. um and so with that, he's thinking, oh my gosh, Jess Bernina, we're right. She shouldn't have come with me. She needed like, rest. She needs to rest. Like she did great today, but she needed rest. Um mm-hmm. And so he's worried about her and says, if you're not up for the job and she immediately cuts him off, says, no, 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 I'm fine. Cause she's still defining herself as what she can do for him. And so she's like, no, I'm up for the job. Mm-hmm. But also she wants to get Van, Van yeah. back. Yeah. She wants to have that vengeance. Mm-hmm. And then he tells her that he is going to open Van quote. I'm going to open Van Eck up. I'm going to give him a wound that can't be sewn shut that he'll never recover oh. from. The kind that can't be healed. And then she tells she him. She immediately is like, like you? And when he says <laughs> like, yes. yes, it's like oh, I also, oh. this is such a good line too. He's like him saying when she's like, it's kind of a dual like meaning question. She's like, oh, like the one you had? And when he affirms that He's like, yes, like, cause that's what drives me. And also, mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to mess him up for you. Yeah. I wrote screaming. Um, oh, I started. And then she tells him, I didn't know if you would come. Oh my gosh. And then he's and like, he's, he's thinking, Ugh. I can't blame her. I All can't blame things her. he's ever said to her. Yeah. And then he's like, we're your crew and edge. Like we wouldn't leave you. Um, he, he literally is. This is where he's the most like a teenage boy for real. He's like, yeah. You're one of the homies. A homie doesn't get left behind. And she's okay. like, and she like whirls around on him and she's like pissed. She tells him like, he was going to break my leg so I couldn't be of use to you anymore. If I could not be of use to you, would you still come for me, Kaz? Would you really <sighs> have come for your investment? Um, And he's thinking, well, dirty hands wouldn't, but I would. Yeah. He's literally thinking like the person I need to be Mm-hmm. but he's not the person he needs to be he's the person he oh. is and that's where the quote that we started the episode came from because like he knows he should say no and what he says we're gonna said we're gonna read it again is this beautiful i he's, would come for oh, you 
I would come for you. And if I couldn't walk, I'd crawl to you. And no matter how broken we were, we'd fight our way out together. Knives drawn, pistols blazing, because that's what we do. We never Ugh. stop fighting. I have it underlined. I wrote Ugh. best quote ever. Keep the have it, going. If I have only. it like bracketed and everything, but she is, she's kind of shy. Like she has like this almost like animal skittishness about her mm-hmm. of like, I've wanted this from you for so long. I need you to be more than you are. And this is the first glimpse I've seen of you saying that you can be, but now it's been so much. I don't know if I can trust you to do this for me. And then he says that uh, and she just nods and uh, walks away. uh, Which honestly, that's what he needs. I know, but that was so good. It's so good. Oh my goodness. Inject that quote into my veins. Please. So good. And that's the end of chapter 12. Uh, I don't know how you could end a chapter better than that. Truly. Mm. One of my favorite moments in literature. I am drinking my water and I am realizing I burnt my tongue on my pizza rolls. Oh no. I'm sorry. It's okay. I thought I was gonna have to like eat them quick because we weren't gonna have time to oh no I was gonna have time to eat them before we recorded no it's okay and then you texted and I'm like great and so I started to slow down but by that point they were already cool the damage was done I'm so (laughs) So, sorry (laughs) it's okay (laughs) that would be a good screen grab of me going (laughs) (laughs) no don't do that so on to chapter 13 (laughs) and chapter 13 is Nina's point of view um and as she wakes up she's thinking of Perem when always. she always thinks of Perem when she wakes up. Um, and she's especially craving it after trying to use her powers um against the Kurgood soldiers. Um, and she is she can't sleep because she the craving for Perem is so Ugh. strong. Um, and she's like tossing and turning. And if you've ever been like really stressed and put your hands, like balled your hands up into fists and mm-hmm. your nails like cut into your palms, mm-hmm. that's what's happening to her right now. Um, which is really sad. And she feels like shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, the worst part of this is that she's afraid that the spark that she once had is gone forever because she mm. can't find it again. She feels like she's forever changed. And she uh-huh. is, but she's, and like, she's for, but the part of her uh, that's forever changed is what she thought was her spark, was her purpose. Was, was the thing that made her special and who she was. And that breaks my heart um it's awful it's a very bad feeling but for the first time in a while she has felt hopeful because um was back back and they had a job to do and she's gonna try and help her people um and so she's she's like okay i can i i have a purpose now just purpose yeah Mm -hmm. and so matthias is already awake um and as she stretches she notices that he he glances over and has a little lingering look at her. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, these two just find a room. Um, <laughs> and she she's thinking, I basically threw myself at Matthias and he still hasn't kissed me. Like, oh what my- is up with that? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? If he's not going to kiss me, I'm going to make sure that he wants to. What on earth is happening in the House, the of, House Commons? of Commons? <laughs> um. <laughs> And uh, so she also notes that everyone else is awake pretty much except Jesper, who is mm-hmm. snoring and sleeping like a peaceful little angel. Um, what was that accent? I don't know what that was. He's like a peaceful little angel, isn't it? 
It was like Moira Rose a little bit. Though. It I was said, a little like bit. Like a peaceful little angel. Like a peaceful little angel. Did I send you the TikTok of uh, you Moira's did. genius? <laughs> Turn left by the bush, but do not get distracted by the shrubbery. Or shrubbery. The shrubbery. So, so good. Funny. Anyway, um, I'll try not to do that again. <laughs> You're fine. Um, uh, she's looking at Wylan and Kuwait. Mm-hmm. Um, at how similar they look and if you didn't if they were just standing still you couldn't tell the difference and she's thinking I did that look at what I did um it felt like actual magic like storybook not just the small science um and Inej comes over and sits next to her and hands her a cup of tea and she's like are you okay like do you want to eat and she says I'm not hungry no um but um also thank you for for standing up with me last night um Mm -hmm. to help get the grisha out um and she's like oh i know it was the right thing to do um and inez tells her like you're very welcome you may repay me in the customary way and they joke (laughs) about waffles she's like waffles it's like yeah um and then nina tells her you you need them he didn't feed you did he and she says well he did but i wasn't very compliant then he stopped trying yeah and then he tortured me and Nina's uh, like, I'm going to kill him. Like, all the crows are wanting to line up to kill Van Neck yeah. on, on Inej's mm-hmm. beha- behalf. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, no, I reserve that right for myself. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. He's mine. Um, mm-hmm. Which fair. Um, and uh, Inej is vulnerable with her and tells her that the fear was the worst part of it. Because he mm-hmm. didn't physically torture her. He mentally tortured mm-hmm. her. He's like, which, yeah, psychologically tortured mm-hmm. her. Which she has always been very mentally tough after going through what she did at the menagerie. Yeah. And this is a lot. Um, She didn't think she could feel that type of fear anymore. Yeah. And And then when she did, it was even scarier. mm -hmm. And Nina tells her that Zoya um, told her, Zoya Nazialensky, and Zoya told her, quote, fear is like a phoenix. You can watch it burn a thousand times and still it will return. Mm. That's good. Such a, so many good quotes. So, um, good. And so she tells her that, but then she thinks Nina thinks that's kind of the way the need for Perem feels as well. Um, <sighs> and then Matthias comes up and is like, we should go soon. Um, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> thank you. Um, they have like their next task to do. Mm-hmm. And Nina sees him and she's like, what are you wearing? And <laughs> He tells them that Kaz got them papers um, because they're going to like the Rabkin, little, little Rabka, the Rabkin part of of Ketterdam. Ketterdam. Um, And he says, Kaz got us fake papers and our names are Sven and Katrin. Let's do that in an accent. Sven and Katrin Alfsen. Um, And, uh, you know, we're from Fjordan. We're seeking asylum over here. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, cool. Are we married? (laughs) Are you married? Um, and he's like, actually, I think we're brother and sister. And Nina's pissed. <laughs> and that wakes Jesper up. And he's like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's not creepy. And um, Nina's like, why do you hate me, Kaz? Yeah. And he's like, look, same parents, same birthplace. It's it was fine. easier. You gave me seven hours to do this. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, she's like, we don't look anything alike. The, no one's going to believe this. Um, and Kaz says, well, then tailor him. Um, and that was a little bit of a low blow, but also she's, she's been challenging him. 
this entire time i don't don't even say it's a low blow i would say it's like it's she he's calling her out like yeah it's a challenge because she hasn't admitted it to anyone he's like being like you know yeah and now she thinks yeah now she knows that he knows um and uh, matthias is like oh i don't want to be tailored and so he kind of does that because he doesn't want to be tailored but also to protect her yeah it's a little bit of both yeah. And Jesper's like, oh, you guys will be fine. Just, um, you know, maybe don't grope each other in public. Um, don't be a Disney PDA couple in line yeah. and you should I'll, be fine. Also, just like don't give wo- longingly woeful glances at each other. Yeah. Um, and Which so Matthias, yeah, <laughs> Matthias gives Nina her outfit um, and her blonde wig that she had used mm-hmm. for the um gig with Cornelius Smeet and um so she goes and changes and when she when she comes out everyone is um laughing she's, just she's like a little fraud like like yeah. just, everything's knit it's yeah. like it's so bad like it's not shaped well for her it has like a little like vest to it Jesper's like- laughing Kaz has a reaction <laughs> even Inej is trying to like not laugh you look great (laughs) she's like oh my gosh how bad do I look and then Matthias says you look enchanting Matthias is like picking his jaw up off the floor he's so sweet I love this part like he sees her in feared and dress and she looks like a freaking character on it's a small world and he's like my angel (laughs) he's like wow you're really hot (laughs) in your little babushka honestly she looks like she's about to go churn butter and he's like oh she's gonna go dance a polka (laughs) she's wearing like little dutch clogging shoes and he's like incredible and she's almost like about to be like oh my gosh you're not funny but then like he's literally looking at her like she's like the the only person in the world yeah he's actually so infatuated with her in the way (laughs) she looks which is so sweet he like loves it He's like, you could be a maiden on the first day of Rowing's Gel. Rowing's Gel? <laughs> My brain automatically uh, makes that Rumspringa. <laughs> it so isn't. But I think, yeah, uh, Rowing's Ro- Gel. Rowing's Gel? Yeah. There we go. Rowing's Gel. Rowing's Gel. And Kuwait's like, what's that? <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, it's some festival. Right, but you like, eat a lot. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I'm supposed to be your sister. Stop looking at me like that. He's like, stop looking at you like what? She's like, like I'm ice cream. He's like, well, I don't like ice cream. Um, <laughs> He's so literate. Like, so literal. <laughs> um, and uh, she's like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to get some more knitwear. This is what Matthias is into. <laughs> Which is so funny. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> and then we get a jump forward. Um, I'm braiding my hair while we do this. Fun <laughs> little fishtail braid. It looks good. Um, thanks. It's gonna fall out right now. It's fine. Love a fishtail. Um, so then we get a jump forward, and they are out of the Black Veil, um, and going into town, um, towards the Rabkin Embassy, towards Little Rabka, mm-hmm. um, and in this marketplace, um, Nina had like thought, um, that she could go there to ask for sanctuary when she had first gotten there um but she knew that she would have to leave um Matthias and so she didn't want to do that yep um and after that she had not really gone because it hurt too much um and it reminded her of 
which is also really sad. <laughs> it is sad. And then as she's walking up, she sees the the golden double eagle, the Lansoff golden double eagle. And she's like, oh. um, and it's like, she feels like she's back at home. Um, she's thinking, oh my gosh, if like, if I just close my eyes and didn't look at this skyline, I could be home in Oscarvo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wrote, like, she's a kid away from home. Yeah. Like she hasn't been home since she was a younger child and she already is. Yeah. And she's homesick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, she's also thinking, wow, this, everyone here seems so old fashioned, um, mm-hmm. and feels guilt and shame about thinking that of her people. Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway, they continue on and, uh, she realizes that everyone is giving them like dirty looks and it's not just because they're feared and it's because Matthias has a scowl on it's his face. It's because Matthias has resting bitch face. Yeah, he does. Honestly. Um, she's like, do you have to do that? Can you try smiling at all? Um, and she's, he's like, oh, that is beneath an honest soldier. Um, and she's like, okay, well then be an actor. I don't know. Right? Um, he's like, I would never do such work. Uh, <laughs> She's like, have you even seen a play? I bet you haven't. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, I, I, they're very entertaining. I've seen, I've been to plays. I, and then he's like, he's like, you know what? soup. Yeah. He's like the one I went to, the actor did not hold his sword correctly. And Nina's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to oh, tell him what a window is. Um, you're and, in uh, <laughs> And then they're passing these little like carts and there's one with bones on them. Mm-hmm. And he asks her what it is. And she tells him it's supposed to be the bones of saints. Um, it's for good luck and protection. Yeah. And he has like a little bit of He's a, like, ew. Yeah. He's like, do you really think? He's like, Alina Starkov wasn't a saint. Um, she was just a powerful Grisha. And um, she's like, well we were just at the ice court and you can't tell me that things there were not made by Grisha. And so they have a little Mm -hmm. bit of back and forth and he um, is trying to reconcile like what her culture is. And she, um, yeah, she, she also, she doesn't tell him, but she realizes, okay, you know what? He accepts me for who I am, but Mm -hmm. asking him to accept an entire nation and culture is a whole other thing and so she does have that honest thought and that is very fair and I think that is probably the most middle ground that they have gotten to yeah um in that it's like okay we can reconcile that there are going to be differences but it's okay yeah like loving a Ravkin is not loving Ravka and like she's Mm -hmm. starting to realize that Mm -hmm. sorry I needed to hydrate um yeah you gotta hydrate and uh so She's telling him, um, you need to look friendly. Um, maybe like a little kitten, maybe like you're trying to not scare a kitten. He's like, animals love me. That's my, I literally wrote ha in all caps. Cause he's, he's kind of like taking it back. He's like, animals love me. Like, yeah. are you Which kidding? We all watch season two. He's like, um, I am so good with animals. And she's like, oh my God, please. He's like, I am basically Steve Irwin. <laughs> And she's like, please stop being literal for two seconds. I'm begging you. She's like, okay, fine. Pretend that they're toddlers and you're trying to not scare a toddler who is about to cry. He's like, like, I will try. Um, And so there's a woman who like looks up, who's at one of the cards and looks (laughs) like an old lady. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) 
he smiled. He's like, hello, little friends. <laughs> How are you today? And this old lady's like, what the hell? <laughs> like, are you high? What in the fresh hell is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so Nina translates and she's like, oh, he's just saying how beautifully Rav can women age. <laughs> and she starts kind of like eyebrows up, like, oh, ask him if he wants to, um, mm-hmm. wants to reenact the princess and the barbarian later. Um, and he's like, what did she say? Um, and she tries to steer away and <laughs> she like, sees mm, this food. I haven't had this in forever mm, food. What is this? Wow. He's like, no, no, no. Um, what did she say? Cause you called what me that before. Me? Like I recognize that word. Yeah. And so she tells him the story, like the Rabkin folktale of the princess <laughs> and the barbarian. And it's how... not even like a folktale. It's like yeah, 50 it's shades just... of gray. <clears throat> <laughs> it's oh, I did. I did write book talk. <laughs> yeah it's smut it's spicy um and she doesn't like tell him that she's like oh it's a a fjordin it's a literature um, it's like a fjordin um not barbarian what does she call it a fjordin warrior Mm -hmm. marries a rabkin princess but she tames him and he's like oh that's a great story and she keeps going into it he's like oh my gosh (laughs) he's scandalized she's like Um, let's just say they get to know each other like like really well and he's like in a cave (laughs) he's just completely taken aback my little homeschool kid over here trying to catch up funny oh my gosh (laughs) he is scandalized she's like yeah but she's like she's like teaching him society she's civilizing him and he's like civilizing and she's like yeah but that's not until like the third one he's like there are three of these like like he's getting increasingly distressed about this (laughs) erotic novel (laughs) series um that apparently this old lady has read (laughs) but then she's teasing him um and uh she's like oh you know i can be the barbarian and you can be the princess Mm -hmm. Um, but you'll have to, um, do a lot more trembling and bite your lip a lot more. He's like, well, what if I bite your lip? And she's like, now you're getting it sunshine. Um, he's like, you're just trying to distract me. And she tells him, well, it worked because we're we're here here and you're in a good mood. (laughs) Um, which to be fair, that would be a very shocking conversation and would be, would very easily distract anyone. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Matthias is like, okay, now what, what do we do? What's the plan boss? Um, and so they are at this little tavern, um, and outside there's someone selling statues of Sancta Alina, mm-hmm. um, with, um, like over crushed over dead Volcra. Um, and the, ta- the statue is titled Rebbe Deva Volkshia, oh my gosh, Rebbe Volkshia, daughter yeah. of the people. And wow. it's notable that she has a rifle in her hand. She's not depicted using her powers. Mm-hmm. She's depicted with a gun. Which is Interesting. Um, and then the guy, there's a guy um, who asks them and Rabkin if he can help them. And Nina tells him, quote, good health to young King Nikolai. Long may he reign. He responds, quote, with a light heart. She responds, quote, and a heavy fist. And so that's the code. It's a code. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, take the second table to your left as you enter. If you want to order something, go ahead, but someone will be with you shortly. And so as soon as they get in, um, they take a seat at the empty table. Um, but then the mm-hmm. door to the tavern slams shut and they realize, like, oh my <laughs> gosh, it was a trap because Remember. everyone who was in there stands up and is like ready to fight them. Yeah. Um, 
And so immediately Nina and Matthias are back to back, um, ready to fight Matthias with his pistol and Nina with her hands up. Um, and then whether someone emerges from the back of a tavern from the tavern could it be? and she's hooded and, um, she tells them to come quietly that there's no need for a fight. Um, and it's a woman with golden eyes. Hmm. Um, and Nina's like, well, then why are there so many guns if there's not going to be a fight? And the girl, um, the hooded girl with the golden eyes lifts her hands and Nina realizes that she's, she's a heart render and it's Tamar. And- it's um oh I love her. it's Tamar. I forgot she we was in this her. book, and I was. I really know happy. I forgot too, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's here. Um, and he was like, oh my gosh, she's a heart render, but she can't tell that it's Tamar because she has the hood over her head. Yeah. Um, and Matthias yanked something out of his pocket and threw it, and it's basically like a smoke bomb because heart renders need to allegedly yeah, see they act on sight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and allegedly. so Nina's Nina's trying to um find something trying to use her powers and she can't feel a heartbeat she doesn't feel any like life she's responding feel any to her mm-hmm. but she does feel something cold i love the way this was described oh. beautiful oh, mm-hmm. visually beautiful um quote a different kind of awareness a pocket of cold in a deep lake a bracing shock that seemed to wake her cells it was familiar um mm. Oh gosh. Uh, it had shape and texture. She let herself dive into the cold, reaching for that sense of wakefulness blindly, greedily, and arced, arced her yeah. arms forward in a movement that was much instinct as skill. It just, it's coming from the depths of her that's mm-hmm. something so unfamiliar and it's not warm, it's cold. It's like, um, it's unfamiliar, but familiar at the same time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the tavern windows are crashed, like, like they're broken. Um, and the bones that were on the cart earlier were shot through the windows and into the people in the tavern, like shrapnel. What? And, uh, someone is like, open fire. There's, they have, they have backup. Um, and (laughs) they're like, she's ready to feel like a bullet hit her. But then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden she is slammed to the roof of like the ceiling (laughs) in the building. And who do Um, we know that loves to slam people into roofs? Well, we'll find out in just a second. Um, and so she and Matthias are just on the on the ceiling of this building, like mm-hmm. hands up. Um, and then Nina says, Zoya? Um, Zoya. Zoya Nazielinski. And Zoya comes in and she's like, Nina? And almost drops everyone <laughs> and realizes, and okay, and puts them back up. Mm-hmm. And then Zoya looks at Nina and she's shocked, but also kind of pissed. And she's like, you're all alive. And then Zoya looks at Matthias, who I also love this description. Um, mm-hmm. quote, uh, Matthias is, quote, thrashing like the biggest, angriest butterfly ever pinned to a page. She's like, what is going on? And What's that is happening? the end of chapter 13. So good. Zoya is not about the bullshit. No, Zoya cuts straight to it. And Nina's like, well, you see here. You see what happened was... Um, now chapter 14 is a lot. Oh, chapter 14 so much. Chapter 14 is in Wyland's point of view. Ugh. Um the rare and chapter, lovely Wyland chapter. But it is This was hard for me to read again. Yeah, it was very difficult to go through like, again. 
reading it for the first time, you're introduced to everything that happens and you are just soaking it up and you're like, oh my gosh. I had like an inkling the first time I read it, but I was like, Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. Surely not. And then I kept reading it. I was like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then you read it for the second time and you're just like, oh, I forgot this happened. Oh, it's bad. I forgot it was that bad. Yeah. It's very bad. Um, and so it starts with Wylan, um, and Jesper on a boat. Um, and this boat, um, is, it's a brow boat and it runs the market market lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're on their way to that little town, um, where Wylan is like, oh, there's the quarry here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on this boat, it's a lot of immigrants and, um, laborers just looking for work. And so they can easily disguise themselves. Yeah. Um, people aren't going to be looking for it. And so Jesper is upset because it's a crowded ship and there's no more seats. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they, um, the Kaz tells them you have to take this one. Cause this is where you'll be the most inconspicuous, um, where yeah. you won't get caught essentially. Um, Oh, excuse me. Um, and Wyland was actually kind of relieved that Kaz didn't want them on the other boat yeah. line, um, for personal reasons that we'll get into, um, <laughs> mystery tool that'll come in handy yeah. later. Um, he's like, that's too much. If I had been on that, that would have been too much on the day. I'm going to go see my mom's grave. Cause mm-hmm. his mom's grave is in this town that the quarry is in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so Kaz, we get a little bit of like a flashback and Kaz mm-hmm. tells them, Hey, um, your, uh, your priority is to get to the quarry and to get this, the material that you need. And if you have time, then you can go to St. Hilda, but only if there's time. Yeah. Um, Wyland has such a spine. Like he talks back to Kaz more than any other crow. He's like, how can you even ask that of me? Don't you remember your parents? Or no, before he says that, he's like, I'm not going to leave without saying goodbye. And Kaz tells him, um, you care more than she does. Which that was, he's like, she's in the ground. Yeah. And then that's when Kaz is like, or Wyland tells him, don't you, what about your parents? Like, don't you remember that? (laughs) And then Kaz says, quote, my mother is Ketterdam. She birthed me in the harbor. (laughs) My father is prophet. I honor him daily. I wrote asshole. Look, we get it crap like that He's we get it you have trauma <laughs> okay that that she birthed me in the harbor does go a little hard because he was different after he like swam back from the reaper's barge mm-hmm. but then the and my father is prophet i honor him daily shut up yeah. and then kaz <laughs> tells wyland make sure you're the one who buys the tickets because we don't need jesper gambling and jesper is kind of he's hurt by that yeah um and he's like hey that's like we're enough that's enough and he's like well um pay your debts then. (laughs) So, you know, whatever, but it did hurt Jasper. And on the boat, Wylan is really nervous and Jasper is just chilling, you know? Um, and, uh, they're like on the boat and Wylan asks Jasper where Kaz gets all these clothes from. (laughs) He's like so many of these things. Where are they from? This is like the fifth costume I've worn in this book. I don't understand where (laughs) Where are they coming from? from. We're living on an island cemetery right now. Where is he keeping these things? Um, And Jesper tells him, he shows him that on his outfit, it's actually belongs to um, the theater. theater. And that... (laughs) 
Um, well, when he does it, he like brushes Wyland's neck and I wrote kiss already. Um, <laughs> but, um, Jesper tells Wyland that Kaz cut a secret entrance into the war, one of the wardrobe rooms at the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he can like switch out the costumes, but that's also where he stashes the costumes. So he'll never be caught with, um, mm-hmm. like an outfit. Uh, and Wyland thanks Jesper for going with him. And Jesper's like, Hey, um, Kaz wasn't going to let you go by yourself. Also, I'm really like, I'm happy to like, I owe you one. Yeah. You, you saved me with my dad. I, yeah. you know, he's like, you're nice to my um, dad. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, they kind of like flash Wyland flashes back to his feelings with that and whatever. And he notes that Jesper is always in motion. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, then Wyland asks him why he didn't go see his dad that day. And Jesper tells him that he doesn't know what to say to him because he thinks he's going to be so disappointed in him. Ugh. Um, and Wyland is like going to come for him, but then he is a realist and is like, Hey, you can't run from this forever. Um, and then Wyland is thinking, you know what? I wish I would have brought in something for my mom, like flowers, like flowers. or something. I, I, I haven't been to her grave. He didn't go to her funeral. Mm-mm. um Duncan is throwing a sock over here he's like it's playtime mom oh buddy um, <laughs> yesterday when we were watching <laughs> did you hear at one point Kat and Kaylee were like what was that Duncan yeah. threw a sock that arched like in front of all of us <laughs> oh right my in gosh front. and I was like oh my goodness that's so um, funny he has really good aim so what anyway good guy yeah sorry so you're fine um uh Jesper asks Wyland if he remembers his mom and mm-hmm. Wyland tells him that she, rem- he remembers, um, her, her hair, um, that mm-hmm. it was red and curly like his, um, oh. and that she liked art and music. Um, but one day she was sick and, and went to the countries to get some country air so she could recover. Mm-hmm. And then she was gone. And Jesper is like, well, what about the funeral? And Wyland tells him, well, my dad told me that she was buried at the hospital and that's it. And then he stopped talking about her. Um, and uh, then he's, he's like, like well, they must have really loved each other. They fought all the time, but they also laughed together a lot, too. Oh, God. And Jess it's, is like, that don't sound like your dad to me. Yeah. And Wyland's like, he's not like the devil. And Jess is like, he kind of is. And us as the reader are like, eh. It's so hard though. It's so hard because like you don't ever want to admit that yeah, about that's your true. own blood. It takes it takes a lot to to come to grips with that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he like says that his dad oh, Duncan just threw the sock on the table where I'm recording. <laughs> um, and he says that, oh, well, my dad seemed sad after she died. Um, but that's also when he realized I wasn't well you know, and he like hesitates. Um, mm-hmm. and Jesper says, ask him how old he was. He's like, well, maybe I was eight, but I got really good at hiding, you know, mm-hmm. not being it's able dyslexia. to read. Yeah. He's like, I would memorize the words when people read them to me. And like, I knew when to pause and knew when like to the timing to and everything. I and did Jesper, this as a kid. Did you really? I did. Oh, I had a lot of anxiety around reading. It didn't make sense to me. I couldn't like actually read until first grade, but Mm -hmm. my parents thought I could because I did the same thing. I memorized the lines to stories and the timing of how you turn the page. And so I would read to them and they caught me because I did it with the book upside down. (laughs) 
<laughs> but like I I fully like I would just get so anxious about it that I I couldn't read until first grade but I convinced people I could because I memorized these these books and the timing yeah um and uh Jesper is just kind of enamored and saying like oh my gosh you're so smart like that is how could you do that <laughs> yeah that is insane that you could do that you have to be really smart to do that um okay I so- didn't want it to feel like I just said I could also do that to be like I was so smart no. I definitely that was not the point of that story no I that no you're good um and hold on let me take Duncan's bandana off because it's like <laughs> oh. going like this oh no I can't see <laughs> it's like a little yeah. bib but then yeah. <laughs> Jesper being Jesper is like, you could probably count cards, like thinking of like mm-hmm. a Ray Band scheme. <laughs> and, yeah. and Wyland's like, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, oh, he's like, probably. He's like, waste. I probably could. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to. Um, and so now we get kind of Wyland thinking back at when his mm-hmm. dad was like first disappointed in him. Um, and Van Eck had made it very clear to Wyland that there was no place for him in his household. And um, he said, like, Van Eck told Wyland, quote, you were like food that spoils too easily. I can't even put you on a shelf somewhere to keep without making a stink. That's so awful. What an ass. He's like, just awful. Ugh. Um, and then at one point, uh, six months prior to what's happening now, uh, Vanek had summoned Wyland to his office and said that he got him a spot at the music school um, and that he hired someone to like do what he can't yeah. so to read when he needs it to, to be his secretary. Um, and it's such a waste of time and money and resources. Um, but, you know, whatever, it's better than you being an embarrassment here. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Wyland believes what his dad told him that his dad only treats him as harsh as the rest of the world would. And we mm-hmm. have realized that that is not true. Even Kaz <laughs> dirty hands, the bastard of the barrel mm-hmm. does not, he's not ableist. Um, nope. <laughs> and so Wyland believes that his dad planning this is for the best. Um, so Vanek wants him out of Ketterdam essentially until people forget that he yeah. existed. Um, and uh, Wyland believes that this is the best case scenario for everyone, yeah. that it's what he deserves, um, and that his dad did the best he could, but that he was just too much. And he's protecting himself, um, yeah. that, he, that Van Eck is protecting himself and Wyland. I mean, it made so much sense, <sighs> which is so sad. It is. That just, sad. that breaks my heart. Like doing the evil things <clears throat> and the fact that Wyland was like yeah you're right was like, like I am so a right. burden I am a burden mm-hmm. and this is what's best for everyone no honey no mm-hmm. um and his dad handed him an envelope and some travel money and says um once you're in this at the school someone will meet you but I'm gonna have two people escort you and Wyland's like I'm old enough I don't need an escort like, I can get there by myself and his yeah. dad's like no you can't yeah um, and so he packs up, says his, says his, says his goodbyes to Alice and she's nice, but clueless. Um, and, uh, she's his, like, oh, bye. Yeah. And his dad does not say goodbye at all. Um, uh, and he realizes as he's telling Alice goodbye, um, he realizes that she's pregnant. She tells him that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Wyland realizes, oh, 
my dad wants me gone because now he can have his he, new son, yeah, his new child can, take over the empire. He can pursue a viable end, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so at eight o'clock at night, um, they got, they were put on a boat and it's a not a super crowded boat because it is at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two people that Van Eck had hired got on with Wyland. And at one point, um, Wyland goes up to the deck to get some air and he turns around and both of Van Eck's goons are there. And Wyland's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm sorry. And then they start to choke him. They literally start choking him out. So much so that like he's lifted <laughs> off the ground. Um, and then thank goodness someone comes up and is like, hey, what are you guys doing? And the two goons mm-hmm. lie and are like, oh, this guy was stealing. You know, we yeah. have already told the captain we're going to make sure that he goes to jail, whatever. And the little guy's like, we have some like some cops on the boat. Like, mm-hmm. want me to just we can drop him off. And they're like, no, we got it. We are fine. Yeah. Um, and so they had kind of loosened their grip on Wyland's mm-hmm. throat while doing that. And then there was a little like like, like wave, like the boat just kind of lurched yeah. as boats do. Mm hmm. And so Wyland pushed off from the goons and jumped overboard and started swimming. And so okay. as he's. And Wyland is just a little guy. And we all love to like a oh, little baby Wyland and, and infantilize him just a little bit. But he is very capable. Yeah. And has had a really hard time. Yeah. He's just had to survive. Yeah. Um, and so he's swimming and he hears a splash behind him. So obviously one of them got in the water to look for him, but it's dark outside. So he gets his bearings and swims quietly so they can't hear him. And then he um, swims along another boat so they mm-hmm. can't see him. And he's going, going for who knows how long. And he's cold because it's cold and it's mm-hmm. dark and it's night. And he doesn't know where he's going. And he has his satchel with his flute in it. And that's oh. pulling him back, but he's not going to let it go. Cause he's like, I need this. Um, and eventually yeah. he um, pulls himself to the shore um, and is soaking wet and is cold and his throat is bruised because he was strangled. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has some of the money that his dad had given him. Um, but he's like, well, I don't, I can't get out of the city because it would be easy for him to track me. I don't know. Um, and so he just started walking through Ketterdam. And he ended up in the barrel and it was a place that he had never been before. Somewhere he notes that he never wanted to go he before. Never cared to be. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was a place that he knew his dad wouldn't go. So he stayed there. Um, and he's like, my dad would never come here. It's a perfect place to just get away. Spanish. Um, until um, I thought you said Spanish, not vanish. I was <laughs> like, that's weird. No, um, vanish. And Wyland's like, oh, it was the perfect place to get away until he started getting letters from his dad. And then he realizes he fell asleep because Jesper's waking him up. Yes. And then we get a jump forward. They're on the boat. Um, and they get off the boat and um, <laughs> are making their way up up a little country road. Yeah. Um, and Jesper says that the place reminds him of home. Um, is disgusting. <laughs> He's like, fresh air, open sky, lots of bees. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, they gather some flowers for Wyland's mom's grave. Um, and Jesper's Ugh. like, well, let's let's go find the quarry. And Wyland says, oh, actually, um, I can just get this stuff at the general store. It's not a big deal. And Jesper is so <laughs> impressed that Wyland 
Um, pulled one over on Kaz. Yeah, which I'm like, probably not. Um, <laughs> but I wrote sneaky, sneaky. Snob's not. <laughs> Honestly. Um, As 14 steps ahead of everybody, Brecker yeah. was like, yeah. Yeah, go. But hey, let's go with it for now. We don't know. We don't um, know. And so he just realizes that um, he, or he did this so he could see his mom's grave. Yeah. Um, and so they get the supplies they need at the general store. And as they're leaving, there's a guy loading up a wagon. He's like, Hey, you guys looking for work? Um, I, I have some work at my farm that needs to be done. And Jesper's like, Oh, actually we're going to St. Hilda. Um, we have some, we have a job to do at the hospital and the guy's like, Oh, I'll give you a ride. And Mm -hmm. Um, well, he, he says we we're doing work out near St. Hilda. And then the guy is like, oh, repairs at the hospital. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And it's like, wait a second. That's weird. That's well, no, because um, he was his mom was buried at the hospital. Yeah. But it's still like a little weird, a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the guy asks who the flowers are for. And Jesper's like, oh, he has a sweetheart over <laughs> over at St. Hilda. And then the guy's like that's weird <laughs> the guy's like dang to each their own i guess yeah and jesper says i know he has terrible taste in women and i wrote lol because <laughs> <laughs> he's gay <laughs> um and uh so the guy takes them and is going pretty fast in the wagon so much so that they're getting kind of tousled around like, in the whoa. back um and he's like okay um this is as far as I I'll go. Um, there's too much suffering up at St. Hilda. So you guys can walk mm-hmm. the rest of the way, but if you need more work, come find me. And they're like, yeah, that's not happening. Um, and Jesper is like, wait, do, like, is it haunted or what? And the guy's like, you could mm-hmm. say that. Um, and so w- now the wheels are turning. We're thinking, what like, is this what? place? Like, that's weird. Like, Cause it's supposed to be like a church. Yeah. Like... A church slash hospital recovery like rehabilitation hospital, I will say. Um, and, uh, um, sorry, I got a text. Uh, and, um, they, once they, once the driver of the wagon is out of view, um, they take off their, the clothes that they had on and they had suits on underneath Mm -hmm. because of course they did. Because of course. (laughs) And, um, they, the, their new disguise is that they were sent by Cornelius Smeet, um, on behalf of Van Eck to just check on what's going on. Yeah. Make sure everything's um, well-maintained. Yes. And so as they're walking up, Jesper's like, it doesn't really look like a church. Um, and they're kind of trying to find excuses for why it looks like that. And then Wyland asks Jesper, um, if he remembers his mom mm-hmm. and, Jesper has a smile that Wyland's never seen oh. on him before. It's just the biggest it's heartwarming like sweet smile. Yeah. And slow and like super genuine. And he says, Yeah, she taught me to shoot. Uh. <laughs> and Wyland's like, I have questions, but I'm now it's not the time, I'm yeah. sure. Um, and so as they're walking up, um the Wyland sees, oh, okay, that must be the cemetery. Um and then a woman comes up to them, asks if she can help them. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, we came from the office of Cornelius Smee on behalf of Jan Vanek, you know, bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. We knew um, gotta protocols. Check stuff out. We gotta check it out. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
And uh, she's like, oh my gosh, I totally get it. Um, and then she says, I'll take you to her. And so they start to follow because they assume that she assumes that they're there for Van Eck's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, or, oh, you brought flowers. Let me take you to like, her. Oh, yeah. And so they start following her, but they don't go to the cemetery. They go inside. Um, and Wylan tells mm-hmm. Jesper, hey, there's bars on the window. What's this is the happening? part. That's the part that when I was reading it, my mouth dropped. My heart I was like, no. Because you're like, she's not dead. There's bars on the windows. Oh my gosh, what is this? Um, And Mm. uh, Wyland described that that the silence in the room felt suffocating. Mm -hmm. Um, And the nurse that they follow says, oh, here we are, Maria Hendricks. Um, Everything's in order. Um, You guys can look at her file while I get her cleaned up. Um, But next time, let us know if you like don't want to have to wait. Yeah, and like he Wylan, gets in the letter. Mm-hmm. Wylan is absolutely panicking because he's, he's freaking out. Because he, he, I mean, he's first of all wondering what this place is because he thought his mom was dead. Um, but uh, they're given her file and Jesper's going through it mm-hmm. and Wylan asks him to read it to him. Um, He's like and, he's begging him, like, please, yeah. I need to know. Because he's in denial about what's going on. He's so confused. And Jesper's and, like, shit, I'm sorry, I forgot. And yeah. Oh. And Jesper tells him that his mom is alive. Um, he's like, that's not possible. He's like, your dad had her committed to an insane asylum. Oh, that. Uh, um, I'm so sorry. You're going to need to bleep this. I wrote van eck um mm-hmm. i'm so sorry you're gonna need to bleep that but it's warranted <laughs> here it's warranted yeah, it's warranted it's just so like um and i remember is, just being so shocked yeah and he's in denial um he's like no that can't be she she's dead she's like um, he, she had tuberculosis <laughs> like yeah. there's no way he's like she my dad remarried like he can't remarry if she's dead and jesper tells him he he had her committed um had all of her property money and assets mm-hmm. transferred to him and probably divorced her after that yep um and wyland's ready to pass out um yeah and so he sits him on a chair and t- uh, jesper tells him to breathe um and uh oh my gosh um he just learns the full extent of what his dad has done to his mom yeah. and then the woman comes back and they realize oh she is a nurse um and she says oh we're ready for you today um and wyland's still like feeling faint freaking out um and so the nurse gets him some water and they go into um she leads them to the room where his mom Mm -hmm. is um and jester's being like the mvp right now like covering for him making excuses Mm -hmm. like just distracting he, the nurse he has like he's like maintaining the role so well so wyland has this space to reckon with this mm-hmm. um and he's thinking my mom's dead she's dead this can't be it and um they go into like this little screened porch area um <sighs> and uh oh my gosh as they're walking um he sees a woman at a canvas um like in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. um painting on a canvas and he tells jesper oh my gosh i remember she paints she paints um 
And he looks at this woman and her hair is, I love this description mm-hmm. too. The color of his hair is if, if it had been left out in the sun to fade. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, she's too old to be my mom. Like, oh, it's not her. her. It's not her. And then he sees her eyes. <clears throat> and it's like, um, oh, it's her. And it's his mom. Um, and uh, she asks if she should know them. And Wyland's like, if I had my face, then yes. Um, and she just said, he just tells her we met a long time ago. Um, and so, uh, uh, Jesper distracts the nurse and says, oh, he'll ask her the questions. Can I just get, um, a walkthrough of the place Can to I make sure to everything her? is good. And cause he flirts with her, the nurse is like, oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And so again, Jesper MVP, um, and, uh, he starts to talk to his mom and she doesn't know who he is. And, um, he asks her if, if she likes music and she says, yes. And so he hid his flute in his outfit uh, and pulled it out and started. Cause he was going to play a song at her graveside today. So he hid it. Oh, and so he's playing for her and it's just I'm literally oh. crying. It's just awful. I already and, read this. Like, and, then she, and she's like, oh, that's like, play something happy. And so he plays her something happy. And she's just like, like excited. Like she's just enjoying it a lot. And it's just. Uh, Thank you for taking that over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they, like they're sharing this moment and it, you can almost feel like her mother's intuition, like this isn't mm-hmm. a stranger, but she can't place him because he doesn't look like himself. Yeah. And he's like asking, like, how long have you been here? And she doesn't say anything. And he's like, what did they do to you? And then she puts her hand on his cheek and is returns the question to him is like, what did they do to you? Almost like she knows. Like she, I, she has a mother's intuition about yeah. him. Um, and then Jesper oh. and the nurse come back in and, um, uh, this part also kills too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the nurse is well-meaning. Like it's not the nurse's yeah. fault, but she's like, all right. Like I, we're all done here. So glad we passed mm. the inspection. Say bye, Miss Hendrix. And like Wyland's close enough to see what she says. She's correcting the nurse when she says her last name. She mouths Vanek. Because she doesn't know that her. Because she thinks she's still husband. married. Yeah. And so then Jesper and Wyland are leaving the hospital and the Wyland or the nurse and Jesper are having a conversation again, Jesper just distracting her. Um, And then she, as they were about to leave, the nurse says, Oh, do you want to see her paintings? Um, And Wyland nods because he can't even say yes. Mm -hmm. Jesper says, Oh, that would be great. Thanks, babe. Um, And (laughs) So she comes to a, like a closet and unlocks it and tells them that they have to throw them out every six months because there's just so many. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and uh, in the room, there's a whole, it's so many paintings of landscapes mm-hmm. and different views around the hospital, but there's over and over and over again is a painting of a little boy with red curls and blue eyes. Uh, of of Lila when he was a as she remembers him as an eight-year-old. <laughs> eight Leave Bardugo, how uh, could you do this to me? And and Wyland goes on autopilot. Like he kind of just immediately just goes he, on autopilot. He has to like grip the door because he's about to pass out. 
Um, and uh, then Jesper's like, oh, we should go. Um, and as they, you know, they leave the hospital, get down the road, Wyland just kind of sits on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, she knows that he did this to her. Mm-hmm. He took everything from her. He took her life. He didn't just take her money. He didn't take her away. He didn't take me. He took everything. Just um, everything. And he's like, yeah, remember when I said he wasn't evil? That was a lie. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm ready for him to get what's coming to him. Yeah. Um, but then he blames himself. Like, yeah. if only I could have been whole, if I could have been better. And Jesper's like, none of that. Um, and he's like, oh, the reason they started fighting was because of me. He wanted an heir and I couldn't do that. And if I had been normal, then she wouldn't have been sent away. And Jesper's like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then Jesper tells him, quote, you're stupid about a lot of things, Wyland, but you're not stupid. Um, <laughs> and also, <laughs> if you if you keep um, bad talking yourself, I'm going to tell Matthias that you tried to kiss Nina. And he's like, that's not going to work. <laughs> He's, he's like, like fine i'll tell nina that you tried to kiss <laughs> matthias um, like just trying to cheer him up yeah. he's like look this is not okay this is not something that a normal yeah. loving father does Mm-mm. um and uh, then jesper's like hey if it makes you feel better kaz is gonna rip your dad to shreds and mm-hmm. Wyland's like actually yeah that does make me feel a little bit better it really <laughs> does and so they get back on the boat and are ready to return back to Ketterdam. Um, and, uh, oh my gosh. Um, he's just hoping for like hoping that his dad is going to get everything mm-hmm. that Kaz is planning for him. Cause he's realizing the score that Kaz is going to deliver for them. It's basically returning his inheritance to him and he can take his mother home yeah. and start over and so now he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do this actually. Like I'm all in. Like, uh, I'm like, I just, oh my gosh, my uh, stomach is just in knots. That was we one of the y'all. biggest plot twists. Yeah. When I was reading that, I was like, no, because uh-huh. I had figured that he would like, he had tricked Kaz. Like I was like, okay, yeah. He just wants to go see his mom's grave. But mm-hmm. then the bars and the windows, I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh no. That, yeah. That's when I was like, I was I read it back and thought, oh, no, 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 no. Um, so that's the uh, end of chapter 14. Um, and now on to chapter 15 in Matthias's point of view. Matthias. We just had a Nina chapter. We have a Matthias chapter now. We're getting spoiled this episode. Yeah, um, yeah there's a lot going on. <laughs> honestly. Mostly I'm just crying. Um, <laughs> it's all me. The, I'm crying. All the tears um, all the time. But I actually cried this episode, so. Um, I did. Thank you, Jordy, for, um, always over that while I'm having a meltdown. I'm having a meltdown. It's okay. (laughs) Um, so chapter 15, um, uh, Nina and Matthias are again on the ceiling of the tavern. Um, and there's people starting to gather Mm -hmm. outside. So Zoya lowered Nina and Matthias, um, and took them out to the back of, of the tavern. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, Matthias is really confused because he is like, how did the bones get in there? Was it Nina? Like what, yeah. who did that? Was it her? I don't know. Um, and then Zoya leaves them through some tunnels. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll, I, anytime I see tunnels, all I can think of is Shh, a secret tunnels from Nacho <laughs> Libre. Um, 
and uh it's hard it's a cramped space so he has mm-hmm. to like duck a little bit he's just little uh-huh and nina and zoya are kind of going back and forth in rabkin mm-hmm. and uh nina's translating for matthias and in the room that they're in is a half room that's like underneath um so it's basically like a safe room in a basement yeah. because Ketterdam doesn't have basements because they're at sea level essentially yeah um, and so Nina's just kind of trying to explain where they are. Um, and they run into um, some Grisha who are hiding. And there's only mm-hmm. about 15 of them. Um, and they're, Nina's like, well, maybe maybe the rest of them got out or they're in hiding. But probably not. But probably not. Um, and uh, then they're at, led into like an open more open area um mm-hmm. and it's still a room um it's a round room um and matthias is like oh thank goodness i can stand up straight and then zoya tells one of the guards to like shackle, shackle matthias <laughs> and he's, and he's like, like oh, we're not no. doing that yeah um she said absolutely not um and uh nina and zoya start arguing mm-hmm. and matthias knows who noya uh, noya <laughs> matthias knows who zoya nazialensky is uh-huh. um and calls her one of the most power the most powerful r- witch in rabka mm-hmm. um that she's a part of the grisha triumvirate um and uh so he doesn't know what Zoya and Nina are saying to each other. And then finally Nina speaks in Kirch and says, you know what? Matthias needs to understand this. And also um, we're not tying him up. Yeah. Um, he needs to know what go- what's going on. And Zoya tells Nina, uh, you are still part of the second army. That's disobeying a direct yeah. command. And I'm still your commanding officer. And she's like, then chain me up too. And Zoya said, okay, bet. And then all of a sudden, Jenya appears and screams, Jenya. She's so excited and like runs up to her and gives her a hug. Um, and Matthias also recognizes Jenya. Um, mm-hmm. She has, you know, the scars on her face and an eye patch. And she's um, very recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, I expected to meet some like anonymous Grisha. Yeah. I did not expect to meet the most powerful Grisha <laughs> in the world. He's like, this is like part of like the Ravkin council. Like these are the people yeah. that I have grown up afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? he's like, he's like, I just feel like I'm standing here. Like I'm meeting my girlfriend's parents for the first time. This Literally. Is not what I was expecting. They're her friends and her teachers and her mentors but are they the enemy? I don't know. Uh, he's like fighting um, his programming basically. Yeah. And then Jenya asked Nina, how is it possible? The last time they saw her and Zoe interrupts and says, you were throwing a tantrum. Um, and so <laughs> um, Jenya tells, tells them that, or tells Nina that they thought she was dead. Um, and Zoya says, well, she looks half dead. Um, Cause Zoya is <laughs> pissed at this point. Yeah. Zoe is really mad. Mm-hmm um she mourned her yeah she did like she like zoya did. zoya felt like nina was a, a personal failing of hers like i wasn't yeah. a good enough commander to protect my young mm-hmm. very promising upstart like yeah um and we don't really it. like we don't get zoya's point of view on that but like you know but that that's she, what happened you know yeah. she's like she thinks that she failed nina and so now mm-hmm. nina's here with a fear did and she's like we thought the worst and Nina's like, well, the worst did happen. Um, but Jenya. We'll... Mm. Yeah, Jenya, girl. Ever the homie. Same. She's like, well, if he's the worst that can happen, then I'm pretty mean, dang good. 
And so he's like, this is stupid. Shut up. The same, Jenya, same. Um, And so Nina's like, okay, well, there's been a lot of like not great things that have happened. Um, (laughs) There's like these um, uh, Grisha, there's been attacks on Grisha. um, And so, you know, we need to worry about that. And we came to offer your help, to offer you help. Mm-hmm. And Zoe's like, literally how, like, like the shoe have this drug and she's like, yeah, uh-huh. and Zoe is like, what do you even know about that? And he was like, I have experienced it. And Jinya's like, no, she's heartbroken. And yeah. Zoya is pissed again. Mm-hmm. Cause she's seen it as a failure on, on her part. Um, but then she's like, of course you have, that's why you look like oatmeal right now. You look so bad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, uh, Matthias is like, he, because Nina is, looks like she's like a child being scolded. Like she's that. Yeah. Like these are people she looks up to and Matthias has never seen her like this. Mm -hmm. And it's like putting him off. He's like, this is not okay. Yeah. He's like, they're talking to her like this and that's not cool. Um, and Zoya says that what she did, it was reckless. And Jenya's like, we literally don't know the circumstances. Like what happened? Um, and Zoya's not having it. And is like, you obviously teamed up with, uh, through Skella. Like, what did you do? Um, and, um, uh, also you attacked people with bone shards. Is that even possible? What, mm-hmm. how did you do that? Like, what is going on? Um, Zoya, I, she's not, I mean, she's upset, but she's more concerned and confused. Yeah. But Zoya is Zoya. Honestly, Zoya reminds me of my sister a little bit. Like her love looks like anger. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then Jenny's like, let's just listen to her. Let's Let's just talk. Let's just talk it out. And Zoya's pretty much like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, and Nina or Matthias tells Nina something in fear and to like give her courage. Mm -hmm. Um, and Nina says, okay, well, quote, I was taken captive by the Ludiskella, and then Matthias helped me escape, and then Matthias was taken captive by the Kirch, and then I helped him escape, and then I was taken captive by Charles Brum, and then Matthias helped me escape. Um, and then Zoe's like, whoa, 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 Charles Brum? And Matthias is like, I did not realize that we both were taken prisoner so many times. He's like, that's not great. That's, that's a bad track record for us. And Nina's like, yeah, it's been a rough year. I'll tell you more in a little bit. Um, <laughs> and if you decide like you want to murder me, that's fine. I promise I will only cry a little bit, um, <laughs> but we can help you. And so he's like, literally how, and Nina tells it, tells her, oh, we have a ship. We actually have one of Van X ships, mm-hmm. which they don't have it yet, but you know, they're probably, but they're going to get it. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, I'm listening. And so we jump forward and we learned that Nina told Zoya and Jenya a little bit, but not everything um, that they yeah. had been up to. And Jenya and Zoya had gone to a different room, like, cause they had essentially come with a proposal of, of what they were willing to trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then um, Nina and Zoya left, or sorry, Jenya and Zoya, Zoya left Nina and Matthias in the room. Um, they had guards watching them, like mm-hmm. their backs to them, but still guarding them. Um, and uh, they go back and Nina and Matthias start talking about Zoya and what that means and Ravka and, you know, what, what all they could potentially do if they end up going there, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, 
And uh, um, then she asks him if he had that bomb ready to use or yeah. if, she, if he had Wylan ready to use that bomb. Um, and he tells her, I did have him make it just in case your powers on Parem. I needed a way to, to stop you, but not to mm-hmm. hurt you. Yeah. Um, which is a sad realization, but he planned for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, she's getting closer to him and Matthias is looking at the guards. Like I can't do this in front of them. Yeah. Um, and he's like, this is not the time, Nina. Like we cannot be flirting right now. She's like, is it because you're still afraid mm-hmm. of me? And he's like, oh, no, of course not. Of course not. Um, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, is it because of the, what I said to you? Like what I tried to do to get Param, what I when said, I was what, strung yeah. out, like, he's like, absolutely not. Why would you think that? She's uh-huh. like, you've called me shameless. I guess I am ashamed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like, Nina, I gave you my oath. And she's like, that, what? I don't, he's like, no, 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 no. Your enemies are my enemies. And I'm going to stand with you. Including the drug. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I, you, it's an honor to be with you. And she's like, oh, I'm just another commitment. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. Um, He's like, I'm with you because you let me be with you. It's Mm -hmm. such an honor to be Mm -hmm. able to stand with you. She's like, oh, honor, duty, I get it. Like, blah, 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 blah. And he is like so upset. He does it. He can't get the he's correct so, words He's just out. struggling to express himself. And then he says, quote, meeting you was a disaster. And she's like, oh, great. <laughs> Thanks a lot um, for that. And he's like, oh. But then he says, quote, but I'm grateful every day for that disaster. I needed a cataclysm to shake me from the life that I knew. You were an earthquake. And she's like, um, I'm a delicate flower. Thank you very much. And then he says, oh, oh my gosh, my I bracketed, gosh. underlined, highlighted. Same. <laughs> he says, quote, you aren't a flower. You're every blossom in the wood blooming at once. You are a tidal wave. You're a stampede. Uh, you are overwhelming. Oh my gosh. Be still my heart. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think, look, I love Kaz and Edge, but you know how I feel about Nina and Matthias. I know how you feel. I know how you feel. Uh, and this uh, he's like, you're a force of nature and I'm just happy to be able to witness you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, say less. Actually, uh, no, say more. Actually, keep talking. <laughs> I don't know how you don't just like fold right there. It's like, uh, stop. But like, don't. If we but get she's... a spinoff show of The Crows. Mm. Okay, here's where mm. Nina's like me, though. He just said the most romantic thing in the world to her. And she's like, yeah, but I bet you'd like a Fjordan girl better. Because I do that kind of shit to my husband <laughs> all the time. He'll say the sweetest things that I've ever been uttered. And I'm like, yeah, but you probably like the- are mad that I'm not the same <laughs> as I was in college. And he's like, you're stupid. <laughs> no, um, he actually never says that. He's like, don't even. You know, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. And she gets closer to him. Um, <laughs> and he keeps looking at the guards. <laughs> and she's like, look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> I am the captain now. Don't look at them. Um, look at me. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Um, and he, oh. as she's getting closer to him, like they're like touching. Um, and he's like thinking, dreaming about her. And he tells her, quote, I... There is no one I want more. There is nothing I want more than to be overwhelmed by you. Oh, I do love though that like when he's like wanting her, the thing that he notices is 
quote the little woolly vest. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, she's gorgeous. Like her curves, whatever. Also Mm -hmm. her little vest. Her little woolly vest. Um, And she's like, why won't you kiss me? And he's like, well, in fear. And she's like, literally, no. He's like, no, no, no. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. Listen, this is so sweet like i know he tells her like if they were in fierta that um he would have asked permission to they would have had to meet with like their parents multiple times before they could be alone together and he probably would have kissed her um like in um sunlit wood in in a sunlit wood under a starry sky he is like such a romantic and she's right. like, wait, you haven't kissed me because the circumstances aren't ideal. Um, <laughs> but he's like, you deserve for things to be done right. And this is how I think things are done right. Like, <sighs> my heart. I just. It's the TikTok with the frog. <laughs> I literally, I wrote in the caption or in the captions, I wrote in the margins. Uh, this gave me cavities. Yeah. It's just so sweet. And it is, it's a little bit like not to be sappy on Maine, but like when my husband and I first started dating, like we kissed one time before we went on a date and I was like, can we continue this activity before we go on our date? (laughs) And he was like, no, he said, I don't want to, he's like, I'm really happy that like we both share this reciprocally, but he literally said, I want to do this right. I want to take you on a date. I want to spend the day with you and plan the whole day myself. I want to ask you to be my girlfriend. And like, I want to do, I want to do right by you and by this. And I was like, okay, but like, can we keep kissing though? (laughs) Like, like, and it's just so sweet that Matthias is like, he's like, if I have the opportunity, he's like, I wanted to do this right. Oh, And Ian is like, we only have today in this dungeon. Let's go. <laughs> like- yeah. Um, and so then they're like standing next to each other and she goes up on her tiptoe and kisses him. Oh. Um, and it's like barely a kiss, but that was enough for him to just like say, okay, and grabs her. Uh, and- I wrote- <laughs> now in this margin, I wrote down bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like kissing her and he's like, I'm probably doing everything wrong, but this is everything feels so right (laughs) and then she's like matthias and he just keeps going and then she's like um matthias Matthias. he stops and uh they look over and jenya and zoya are in the room (laughs) so he's like "Uh." yeah zoya's still pissed and jenya's like (gasps) (laughs) which same jenya honestly and then nina's like can you put me down and he's like what because he had picked her up and like pushed her against the wall to kiss her. <laughs> like, oh, I'm having a conniption over here. I also just love, he loves her so much. It's like, oh, gently he released his hold on her magnificent thighs and let her slide to the ground. Like he worships every inch of her and like, all he did is kiss her. <laughs> oh, oh. This is hilarious though, because she has to adjust the wig that she's wearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she jokes like, oh, Matthias, you're shameless. And he blushes <laughs> at that. He's like, oh. um, and Zoya's, and like, Zoya's like, oh my gosh. She's, she's like, y'all are teenagers. powered by hormones. And we're oh, hold on. Can you hear Duncan? Things. Yes. Dunky Doodle. Same Dunky. Hey, wake up. Wake up. You're okay. He was having another nightmare. Uh, oh, buddy. 
Or maybe he was also dreaming of Nina. He was dreaming, maybe. dreaming of her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zoya's pissed. Uh, she's like, oh my gosh, we're making a deal with these teenagers who can't keep the, mm. their hands to People themselves. Die hormones. Oh my gosh. And uh, so they go over the plan um, and like make a deal. Um, and Matthias tells them they need to be ready to fight. Um, and, uh, Zoya responds in confidence and he's like impressed by her confidence because she is young mm-hmm. still. Um, and, uh, as they're leaving the embassy, Nina sees the golden eyed shoe heart render. Um, and it's tomorrow. She's like, Tamar? Uh, she's like, oh my gosh, girl, I did not know that was you. Um, mm-hmm. and she says, Hey, um, don't let them take you alive because it, it's going to be really, really bad if they can get a heart render. And tomorrow's <laughs> like, oh, I have a pill. Um, no one's taking me alive. Tomorrow's like, I have a cyanide tooth. We're not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and she gives it to, she gives, she's like, oh, here, take it. I have an extra. And Matthias mm-hmm. is heartbroken because mm-hmm. he, he's like, no, like it's not going to have to come to that. Why would she think that? Um, but she takes, Nina takes it immediately. Um, yeah. and I love that we get that little Tamar moment in here. I, I know. love it. Me too. Um, and, uh, so he's still thinking about the pill. Um, mm-hmm. and he's thinking about the dream that he first had, um, or the first time he had the dream about not being able to find her, not being able to save her. And it was on the ship mm-hmm. when she was, um, kind of getting over Perem. Um, and he's like, he, thinks back to what she told him on the ship and he, he wasn't hurt by it. He was just trying to protect her and yeah. that how he wanted, he would have done anything to ease her suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, what, oh my gosh. I love Matthias so much. He's so good. <laughs> um, and he would tell her, she would ask for Perem and she would just, he would just tell her, I can't, my love. Uh. Oh my gosh. My heart. Um, and uh, then at one point when she was like starting to get over it, she asked mm-hmm. him to tell her about the Isenol. Isenol? I would say Isenol because that Isenolf. makes it sound like wolf at the yeah. end. Um, and uh, he's like, I shouldn't be surprised that she knows about this, but it's mm-hmm. the wolves that are bred to go to battle with the Druskela. Yeah. Um, and they're bigger than ordinary wolves and they're trained to like fight side by side. Um, what is the Druskelas is also the wolves. So like the rations mm-hmm. that the soldiers get, they have to share with the wolves as well. Yeah. And so um, he starts to tell her about the wolves and um, how there's sometimes too many Druskela for the amount of wolves or sometimes too many wolves for the amount of Druskela um, mm-hmm. that there are. So not everyone gets one, but they fight side by side like a brother. Um, and uh, Nina asks yeah. him what happens if something happens to the wolf and he tells her, well, um, the Druskela can get another wolf, but if a Druskela dies, then the wolf is, um, released into the wild, but they'll never be accepted by a pack. Um, but wolves aren't meant to live alone. And so, (laughs) um, so I'm laughing to not cry. Um, and then she asks him (laughs) what his, what, his wolf's name was and he says mm-hmm. it was trassel and she laughs because that means mm-hmm. troublemaker um mm-hmm. and you know what that picture of duncan i posted last week would have been a good one to post this week oh too. oh well okay if y'all didn't see that check out our instagram it's my my dog who's 
adorable. He is adorable. Um, and he was like, Mom, what are you doing with the books? And came over and posed. And I said, Great, that's it. Um, so anyway, um <laughs> got it in one. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Uh and uh so he tells Nina the story about how he got Trassel, um, that no one wanted him. Mm-hmm. Um and so when he was 12, the like Druskela trainees went over to the breeder where they get the wolves from. And Matthias was like the biggest, strongest, fastest in his class, but didn't really um, make friends. He liked the mm-hmm. regiment and the structure of being at the Druskela, but he didn't like the locker room talk. He didn't like the boys yeah. just being boys, which should have told him something. Yes, like, Matthias. He, t- he took no joy in what they were doing, but they were like looking forward to being killers. His peers mm-hmm. were. So love it. Um, not the looking forward to being killers that he didn't like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's practical, is what. He yes, did. exactly. Um, and so they, he's retelling the story of of the Druskela trainees going to the breeder and how. He, he was the last one in the barn and how a lot of the, the Druskela were like, oh, this one likes me. Like I can get it to sit because the breeder chooses what wolf goes with the Druskela. Mm-hmm. Um, and he go, Matthias went to the back of the barn and there was a cage and there was like a, not quite a puppy, but not a, like a, yeah, like, like a, like an adolescent, like kind of yeah. lanky little mm-hmm. teenager wolf. guy. Um, and the breeder told him that he didn't want to mess with that one, um, because he doesn't like people because when that puppy or when that dog was, when the wolf was a puppy, he had gotten out and had been, um, beaten by a child. Some punk ass kid cut him up with a bottle and it ruined his faith in humanity. You know what? That's not his fault. No, Matthias, Matthias knew that that wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as soon as the breeder walked away, Matthias opened the cage and <laughs> the dog, the wolf bit his arm and was just holding onto his arm. And, um, Matthias just looked at the wolf in his eyes mm-hmm. and was like, I'm not, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not letting go. Um, yeah. he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. Even if you hurt me. Ugh. And then eventually the dog let go and just sat down. Um, mm. and, uh, tilted his head to one side and I wrote, like, oh, you're different. <laughs> He's like, you're different. Oh, and I'm like, oh, what a good dog. Right. Um, after he just bit his arm, but that's not his fault. It's the child who beat him. Um, and <laughs> yes. so, um, good puppy. <laughs> and okay. <laughs> look, I told Jordan this, um, when photos of the cast, <laughs> like, uh, the actor who plays Matthias, like with the wolves, um, were released on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I sent them to her and was like, just know if I ever somehow ended up in the wilderness, this is how I would die. Um, I would mm-hmm. say, oh, look, a puppy and go, come here, baby. And then it would attack me. But know that I went out happy. You know, it's fine. And there's the off chance, you know, wolves, they could attack you. They could vibe with you. It just depends on what the wolf has been through. Yeah. I just feel like wolves and I would vibe. I just love dogs. So. I had a very no. cool experience at a zoo in Cleveland where a wolf stopped and stared me like in the eyes mm. for like two, like, like 30 seconds. It felt See, longer in my memory than, but like he fully stopped. We'd be was, fine. Like, we'd be fine in the wild. I think we'd vibe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're just vibing with the wolves. Yeah. Um, would we survive very long? Probably not, but we no. would have, we would have a puppy with us. But we'd by be puppy, vibing. I mean a full-size wolf, but that's okay. Um. Anyway. 
Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> once the dog lets go, Matthias tells him, oh, it's nice to meet you. Oh, <laughs> um, and he like stands, yeah, he stands up and the wolf follows him and goes to where everyone in is like, this one's mine. And then he passes out from the, <laughs> from from the, the blood pain loss. and blood loss. <laughs> but you know um, what? He wasn't wrong. Yeah. Uh, and um, this is like Matthias was telling Nina this story. And as mm-hmm. she was was um, um, falling asleep, he let himself start to fall asleep. And that was the first time he had the nightmare when he couldn't save her. And ever since then, it he mm-hmm. had had it every night. Um. And he's like, you know, Perem might not work on you anymore. Um, so, uh, like, it, you, you're changed because of it. So it might not work on you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, sorry, like, I had to burp. What? You're so good. <laughs> she's like, what? And he's like, well, your power has changed. And she's like, I, I mean, it has, but mm-hmm. it could be just as bad as before. It could be worse. Who knows? Um, and, and he's basically like, please don't kill yourself. And he's if like, you I'm captured, please. Yeah. But she tells him that she's not going to be captured. Um, and she also doesn't know, like, if the effects of Parema wear off, if it would affect her again, but she's not going to let herself be an experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, then she tells him, actually, you know what? The craving for, for Perem is the least it's been. I don't know if it was using my powers that made it that way. I don't know. And then her stomach growls and she's like, oh, I'm hungry again. Like I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And he's just happy she's hungry. He's like, yeah, was it using her changed powers? What was it? Like, is it just a passage of time? He's just happy she's hungry and like yeah. starting to heal a little bit. And then he picks her up and spins her Ugh. and she's like, oh my gosh, put me down. You're going to strain something. Cause she's written as a plus size woman. Yes. Um, and, and he's he says, like, oh. go ahead. He says, you're light as a feather. And again, Nina being me, cause my husband does this to me. Sometimes I'm always like, you're going to p- throw your back out. And he's like, you don't weigh anything to me. And so he's like, oh, you're light as a feather. And then she says, I don't want to see that bird. <laughs> um, like something I would say for sure. And she's like, let's go get me some waffles. <laughs> Um, and this man is ready to get her whatever she wants. He's like anything you need. Yeah. Say the word. Um, but then she's like, oh my gosh. And behind mm-hmm. him, um, he puts her down and there is a wanted poster for oh. Matthias, dead, wanted dead or alive, because they must have realized that it was not Muzzin. That, that um, Muzzin was not Matthias in the in yeah. Hellgate. Um, and that is the end <sighs> of chapter 15. Lots of, lots you know, hills and valleys, hills and valleys, lots. this episode. Yeah, lots to digest, lots ah. to think about, lots to go over. Um, but we hope y'all enjoyed this episode. If you have mm-hmm. any questions, comments, or concerns, please send us an email at twomournerspod at gmail.com, two spelled out, T-W-O. Or you can follow us on Instagram at twomournerspod. And you can follow us on On TikTok. Yes, that's what it is. We are down with the youths we are down with the trends we're hip with the kids yes that's yeah um we made a tiktok <laughs> at two mourners podcast and this is the first tiktok jordan have you ever made a tiktok yeah i've made a handful okay well this is the first tiktok i have ever made so <laughs> but the, mine aren't very good so, so please please don't judge me too harshly no this is exciting um, we're very excited 
but it'll be fun. So we'd love to hear from y'all um, and get ready for um, some more of me crying and Jordan picking up the slack when I am literally <laughs> sobbing in a corner. Okay, but I'm going to need you. You know what scene gets me in this book. I'm I gonna, know. I'm going to need you for that scene because I can't even think about that scene without top crying. So that's why there's two of us. Uh. Um, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> thank y'all so much for joining. And as always, happy, happy heisting. heisting.